Welcome to the newest episode of the Brohams Podcast, everybody. As always, it's Marcel. It's Rike, founder and president of Sports Entertainment Superstars. And it's Robert. After a delay of two weeks of not being here, I am finally back and I'm ready to go. And I'm Alex, former stay-at-home dad for the Brohams Podcast. Um, currently on my way to go see my son. Making the town, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Big living. Are you going to Mississippi from or Texas to Mississippi? Yeah, bro. I've been driving five hours already. <laughs> I know what that drive. I'm, bar- like. I'm barely yeah, a month no. in Arkansas. I, I did that nine. I did that drive for nine years. It is not a fun drive. That's like the worst mm-hmm. drive. I I think you could probably take it from Texas to the south further down to the south. Shit, try Either driving way. from San Francisco to Atlanta. <laughs> no. Atlanta, Atlanta's three hours from here. That's where you should be going at, Marcel. You should be going to uh, ATL. I'm trying to go to Atlanta. For what? I ain't lost nothing in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I heard right, the most go out to have some fun, you know? Maybe you'll meet someone over there. I'm not driving three hours to meet somebody in Atlanta. I heard the most beautiful like, black live in Atlanta. Hey, inside there strip clubs. They inside strip clubs, but <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, yeah, someone's got to pay the college uh, the college debt. You know what I mean? They ain't pay no college debt. Why? That's with stupid. Their They're making their own money. They're making women who say I'm stripping to pay my tuition are lying. They're stripping to make buku money. Strippers make a buttload of money depending on what club they at. Um, well, I feel like if you have to make that much money, you have to have a passion for shipping. Yeah, you know I mean? or a passion for making money and just can't got just pretty be... and got pretty girl privilege. True, you can't <laughs> just be some average girl Sally and just go stripping and making a hundred k a night. Yeah, some that shit. makes you on the if you were average looking chick, you on the Wednesday day shift when nobody show up but the weirdos. Yeah, and yeah, it's like during the during the weird hours of the day, like two p.m. You're just stripping away. <laughs> right, so we'll get started. Right now with Around the Ring, this is news to me, this former thing. Jake Atlas is stepping away from pro wrestling. Uh, He announced on Twitter that he is stepping away from pro wrestling right now and will explore different industries to find his passion again. He tweeted, unfortunately, it was unhealthy for me the entire time. I just learned how to hide it really well. I hope that friends and fans I've made... I like continue to support me no matter what. I'm stepping away from pro wrestling completely right now, so please don't ask me to do interviews slash appearances. I'd like my privacy to be respected. At 26 years old, I've got my entire life ahead of me, and I'm choosing to explore completely different industries to find my passion again. I'm not concussed or banged up. I simply just can't keep going anymore. Take your mental health seriously, both for yourselves and for each other, because we only have one life to live. Thank you for anyone who did support me for five years. I didn't do much, but what I did was fun. Many believe that Atlas can be a big star, and he was widely praised for his in-wing work before he signed with WWE. Sadly, he was not featured as a top star during his time in NXT. I don't know. That's good for him, though. But yeah, he he was just only a he didn't really progress. He just stayed the same. I mean, he was more. They were building him in the cruiserweight division, more or less. But yeah, they didn't yeah. do anything too big with him. But a lot of people, it's just. You gotta wait, or you gotta show something. It didn't seem like he wanted to wait. Well, he didn't have no choice but to wait. They let him go. 
so it's like he just like left and I'm like WWE let him go and then he decided to leave. So it wasn't like a Stacey Irvin Jr. situation where he got near concussed one time and was like, oh no, this ain't for me and decided to leave pro wrestling. Which is a shame because he had genuine athletic ability. Um yeah. let's see. Bray Wyatt drops big T's on his pro wrestling future. Oh, yeah, what did he what did he say? He said, responding to a fan on Twitter on Wednesday, he wrote, Everything will be clear. I'll see you all very soon. Revenge is a confession of pain. Through another tweet, Wyatt mentioned how fans have never seen the real me, a possible reference to the way he was booked during his WWE career. If the real you was Husky Harris, I don't want to look at you. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, right. I thought, I thought that whole Bray Wyatt character was all him. I, and then they just, the creative just. It, it was till Vince realized it was working and was like, let me do some stuff. Granted, I was Firefly Funhouse. Well, he approved a lot of the Firefly Funhouse stuff. So obviously he did. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been on TV. Like the Vince doll. I'm sure Vince laughed at that Vince doll. He laughed uproariously. I could see him laughing at that. Ha 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 ha. Oh, yeah. Look at that doll. It's just like me and it has devil's horns. I like it. As reported earlier, Wyatt is expected to start with AEW soon and potentially make his debut on the September 29th edition of Dynamite, which will be held in Rochester, New York, and which is the late, which is the hometown of late Brody Lee. I will huh. I would laugh if he doesn't even go to AEW and he goes like to Impact. Well, shit, that's they could send him off the impact, that's for sure. Yeah, so they could do nothing with those ratings. <laughs> like, I think Kenny's only shown up on impact like twice, and the ratings barely did anything because nobody watches impact. You go to MLW with Bobby Fish, he could go to he can go to he can go to NWA. Would he work in NWA? Yeah, of course, he would work in NWA. They had a man called Question Mark in there, rest in peace, Josephus. Um, yeah, but I think he's just going to go where the, the place is hot. You know what I mean? So why not go to AEW? I'm pretty sure he's going to... I would I would have him come on full gear. I don't know why they... They're treating these next couple episodes of Dynamite like a big deal. So I guess that's why how you would debut him on one of those episodes. But I, mean, I wouldn't go, do it that way. I mean, go where you want to go. But at the same time, I keep saying it. Tony Kong will get enough of signing these former WWE guys that got big names, especially when his own roster starts being like, okay, what's going on? Shoot, Andrade just got there, and apparently he a little bit miffed. I don't know if it's kayfabe or not. Might be a shoot. I don't know. But apparently he a little bit miffed over how he's been booked. He's barely done anything. <laughs> but I know. They're just having him start. He's had, like, with. he's literally had two matches. Yeah, One against not- Pac, and then who was his first match against? When he got there, uh, Chuck Taylor. I don't. I don't remember. Oh God! But like, I. Uh, it's weird. So they just fired Chavo from his yeah. table. I guess. I. I uh, Some I spoilers guess. on Dynamite. Yeah, Chavo's not with him anymore. So thanks for coming, Chavo. <laughs> right. Was with him which for like was two, three weeks. Yeah, which was weird because I was just like, "Well, how are you going to build this guy up then now?" Because. Because yeah, Vicky isn't with him anymore. Because Vicky was with him. Well, Vicky introduced him. Yeah. And then she stopped being with him after like a week or two. And then Chavo showed up. And now Chavo's gone. And I'm like, okay. And I guess they realize that barely anybody can understand what he's talking about. Because now he has subtitles on his promos when he speaks English. Yeah, he does. Uh, so. Uh, I guess that's him trying to be like an old school uh, Mexican heel in America, I guess. I don't know what he's doing, but 
him and apparently Cage, Brian Cage, not Christian Cage. There's two cages and two pages in this company, Jesus Christ. Um, Adam Page? Yeah, Adam Page and Brian Cage. Adam Page and Ethan Page. So it's not either of those guys? No, I'm talking about Cage. (laughs) Brian Cage is like, apparently he a little bit upset about how he's being booked so far. I don't know. Or at the very least, his wife is. So... (laughs) <laughs> Who's his wife again? Melissa Santos. Uh, oh, she, okay. she was the ring announcer in Lucha Underground, and she did some stuff in Impact. Of course she was. Uh, I, think, I think he co-signed some of her tweets that she was talking about, too. And some people were like, yeah, he's like a he's like a great talent. I don't know why they're using him. But I'm like... <laughs> Rike, can you explain to the masses why they're not using Brian Cage? I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you, you, you hit the nail on the coffin so many times. Why they're not going to use this guy? Why this guy is not a main star? Mr. GMSI? Apparently, he's over with the fans. I don't know. Apparently, he gets reaction. Like, people like him. I don't know, but they'll like anybody. But people like him, apparently. Like, their fan base likes him. Like, they chant the GM, they chant GMSI and all that stuff. And Right. Well, I'm not saying he's a machine. Isn't, isn't good, but the problem with him is that no, he, can he's, only, he can only do so much with him. He's not that good. <laughs> I mean, he's he's oh, one of man. those well, he's one of uh, he's one of those guys to me, and it's just me and some other people. He's one of those guys that um, doesn't really subscribe to less is more. <laughs> Where it's like just because you can do everything doesn't mean you should do everything. Like Luciosaurus is also like that to an extent. Like, just because you can do, like, flips like the smaller dudes doesn't mean you should do flips like the smaller dudes in every match that you're in. But he's Mr. Get My Shit In, so. Mm-hmm. That, that's and just like, well, they used him for a little bit, and then they kicked him out of Team Taz, and, oh, Team Taz is a lot Did he have that match? Did he have that? No, no Team Taz isn't as hot. It, <laughs> like, it, it's not Team Taz is hot. It's... It's Ricky Starks, but yeah, you're right. Well, Powerhouse Hobbs, I'd say, is a bit more over than Ricky Starks is. But uh, did, did they have that match on Rampage or something? Starks and, they had it, Starks and Cage? They had it either on a Rampage or a Dynamite. They had their blow-off match there. It had to be Rampage because it wasn't this week's Dynamite, and they cut a promo on it on last week's Dynamite. So it had to be on Rampage. I haven't watched a Rampage since Punk came back. Neither is anybody else going by the ratings. <laughs> well, that's why another spoiler. That's why they're trying to make the uh, Punk uh, wrestle on Rampage, the Bucks and Adam Cole are gonna wrestle on Rampage. So oh, they're gonna, gonna, be, gonna try the. That's gonna be terrible. I can already tell. Not terrible, uh, but it's not. It's not gonna be great. Uh, uh, we'll see. The, the Bucks are involved. I know it's not gonna be great. So. And Adam Cole can't help himself when he's with the Bucks. So, yeah, the Super Click. That's a terrible name. What? What's their name? The Super, Super Click. Click. They trademarked it and everything, I believe, or they're trying to. So, you want to name your group after what is possibly one of the most backstabbing, most politicking groups in the history of pro wrestling? Yeah, because it goes along with the gimmick, killing the killing the business. You know, remember this fucking trash. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's that's pretty much what they are. Like, <sighs> oh Adam. Anyway, 
Um, the good old days. Wyatt apparently also had a brief Twitter exchange with new WWE champion Big E on Wednesday, so they still talk. That's good. Port also noted that if he winds up, if he ends up at Impact, he could debut at Bound for Glory. Yeah, he needs to go somewhere. And also, um, his apparently they say wait okay this is weird it says he could debut on the september 29th edition of dynamite but apparently his but apparently early reports said that his 90 day no compete would expire the week before full gear which is in october so yeah that's what i'm saying uh full gear would just be so much better because there's so much things already going on that if you debut him on a normal dynamite he's just playing in like everyone else also, in this week's edition of The Internet Lied, as it always does, according to Adam Cole, he did not hear anything about him being Keith Lee's manager when he came up. He said he never heard anything about that, and that was not discussed. So I don't know where that rumor came from. I he doesn't know either. He don't know where that rumor came from. So once again, The Internet Lied, or the wrestling or the IWC lied because they just wanted to it just makes it sound like a good better story that oh they wanted Adam Cole to become a manager that's why he left WWE to become AEW uh WWE does stupid things with their characters uh so yeah that's just what they wanted they just wanted a good little story to make it seem like WWE is bad and AEW is good who froze who first broke that story I don't think it was Melzer. Who first broke that? I don't even think it was Mesler, no. It um, wasn't him. It, I don't think it was I don't think it was Ross Sapp either. I think it was somebody no. else. Ross was just trying to calm it down. I think that's what he was doing. He was just like, We haven't heard anything. I don't know who started that rumor, but it started and it circulated pretty fucking fast and it came, became a big deal. Everybody ran with it and, and then Cole was like it's not what well, because everyone, yeah. Well, everyone ran with it too because it's always this the uh, the stigma and the bad negativity of WWE that oh they uh they have a bad history of just doing bad decisions and all that. But it's gonna be a problem if WWE this. doesn't treat if WWE didn't treat its fans sometimes like they forgot stuff. Like that would make no sense if they just made Adam Cole the manager despite the fact that literally like and two years his ago. Name. Yeah. Yeah, that also them changing his name definitely wouldn't have made no sense. But anyway, despite the fact that two years prior he was on Raw and SmackDown, where he beat Daniel Bryan on SmackDown, and did he beat with Seth? Did he beat Seth or was it a DQ? DQ. Okay, but either way, he faced both of them as himself. So I don't know why they'd be like, oh, he's Keith Lee's manager now, which again would make no narrative sense because the last time those two even interacted, Keith beat him for the NXT title. So that's weird. Um, but some people were like, well, yeah, I could see them happening. Look what happened to Leo Rush. I'm like, Leo Rush is also four foot. So putting him with like Lashley made sense. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking at his Twitch calls and he was saying stuff like he had to. He said he's saying words like grow and move on. So I don't know what happened. I I do know it has to do with his Twitch. I know the Twitch was like the biggest thing about the that he was saying about um, in that conference with Tony that, that he was very adamant about keeping. And he talked about it in his Twitch stream too. He was just like, I'm not going anywhere. 
They're not buying my likeness or anything. Is he still part of Up Up Down Down? Uh -uh. No, not 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 as right now. No. Okay, so he left that. Okay, this breeze is still there. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what happened. Whatever happened in that meeting, it it was just completely. I think they're on two different wavelengths. Well, Adam Cole said him and Vince had a 30-minute conversation that actually went very well. Yeah, he so, said they it. talked about a lot of different stuff, and it went very well. Yeah. Right, so that's what I'm saying. It was on two different... I mean, it was good in conversation, yeah, but what he wants, what, what he thinks he wants are just two different things. And it's like, that's cool, that's great, you know, but I'm going to go over here instead. That's all speculation. So, I don't know until he comes out. The, until he comes out and says, "This is the reason, really, why I left." Then, yeah. I don't know. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dave breaks it first, though, because Dave talks to these guys now, and Dave and the guys talk to Dave. That's like the biggest mistake that they do. But well, all these, well, not all these guys. A number of these guys grew up reading Dave, so having little phone conferences with Dave. Uncle Dave, well, that's what they call him. Thanks. I just look at him leaving. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm just saying, though, that, like, if something does break... I just look at him leaving as, like, um, I think he himself wanted to grow more, I guess, try to get out from WWE and try and go somewhere else, and then maybe he'll come back. That's kind of what I have a feeling he's going to do. Which is... Which I could get that, but it's, it's weird in his case, because it's not like... It's not like he was a Drew McIntyre, like when Drew left. When Drew left, Drew was at the bottom of the card. Like, yeah. he wasn't doing nothing. So he had to leave for his own, you know, mental health because he was also going through a lot of crap. So he had to leave and then get stronger and come back. Cole really didn't have that problem. He was top of the heap. He could I just... Think he just I think he just wanted to go be with his girl and work with his friends. That's really what I think he wanted. Because I'm like, eh... I mean, which there's some merit to that cool working with your friends, but at the same time, sometimes working with your friends ain't the best idea. Because I mean, I don't. In I'm certain not, areas, I'm not saying it's going to fail for him, but in certain areas, working with your friends is not the best idea because things get a little yeah. bit personal, especially if, I don't know, money will get involved or how booking happens. Like, right. It could be like what Mick Foley said too some talent they just might not have faith and Vince and whoever else is up there on the writing team to do right by the characters. That like makes he was sense. he was treated great those four years he was in NXT, but it's like, do I really want to go to Raw or SmackDown and possibly diminish that or do I want to just give AEW a try? So you people know, I thinking mean, like people think like this is something new. Champa said way before AEW was a thing, he said, I'm never going up. <laughs> like Champa was like, if I ever go up, I'm retired. Right. Straight up. I mean, and who knows? I don't know how long Adam Cole's deal is, but you know, I think it's a couple years. I would, I would who, assume. Who I would knows? Assume when, at least three. Who knows when his deal is up? Maybe Triple H is running things, and then he goes back. It might play out that way. You never know. I was just gonna. I was just about to say, Ricky. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I honestly think Adam Cole is gonna be one of the first guys to jump and then jump back. That's like how X Pac. He go pull a. I was about to say that he go pull a X Pac. Jump back. I have a feeling he's going to because it's like he's too damn, consistent I, and he's too good. Because because damn, I'm like, I don't know what the contract offer was, but if he spends however long he's going to be in AEW and he proves that he can draw, he proves that he can be a top guy, he could probably come back and get 
more money than what they were originally offering him. So mm-hmm. it, it makes. Uh, I mean, I, I don't agree with him. Being, I don't agree with him being with Kenny and the Bucks. I don't think he needs them at all. I mean, he's proven he can carry his own weight by himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I share Marcel's opinion too. I kind of feel like him being associated with them brings him down to their level instead of like raising him up more. I'm like, I don't I don't think he needs them at all. Like he literally carried NXT for like <laughs> for a good while. Like why would you put him with another group? That was my thought. And that's my other bold prediction. I honestly AEW's the next AEW champion is gonna be out of goal. There's there's no ups ands about it. He turns on the the they either turn on him or he turns on Omega. But either or, someone's getting turned on, and Adam Cole gets the belt. He beats Omega, think, and then I, I think Kingman Page. Hmm. I don't think he's beating Kenny. I think I mean the perfect person. Kenny. No, I don't think so. I think the perfect person to take that belt from him was Hangman Page. They've been sitting on that so damn long. It's like, who cares anymore? Exactly. So, so who cares? So that's why you have... Because the end goal, I think, is to build Hangman. So I think Cole drops it to Hangman because you can't give it the... You can't have Hangman beat Kenny because it's already dead and dry. So who do you have a beat to be champion? Cole, who is hot and new. Darby. You can't just sit on anymore. Hmm... Okay. Darby is easily that's, that's Darby's probably their cool. hottest baby face right now. So he's the only name. But I feel like if he turns on Omega or if they turn on Cole, then they, Cole will become the biggest baby face. They're already like him anytime. already. He's already over. I, I like Cole. I like Cole as a heel more than a face. Yeah, but he's but he's coming in so fresh and new. They're not going to turn him yet and i that's just my thing right that's it. why i don't know the story of but you got obviously i don't think danielson beats him i don't think danielson beats omega because why danielson there's no need for that so it happens after all this danielson nonsense i don't know why so probably after match on, i don't know why this match is on free tv Bro, uh, we talked about it yesterday. That's a shocking Bruh. move they did. I mean, yesterday. I know I this. So surprised I, they did that. Yeah, when I know I this Grand Slam show is like a yeah. big show for a lot of reasons, but I'm like, you're putting this on free TV. This literal dream match, y'all put it on free TV, and wasn't and when people were listing cons for WWE like a couple years ago, one of the reasons was they put certain matches on free TV that they could have got out of pay per view. Like so, my first. The first thing that came to my mind when I saw Robert post that, I, I just heard Steve Austin's voice in my head go off. You're giving I'm Ryan going home. I'm going Omega, home. Kenny Omega away for the first time ever on free television. You're not going to build to this. You're not going to do a pay-per-view. You're not going to get a dollar out of it. That's all I heard in my head. I was like, why? Why? Like, there, you can't book anything else for that big show yeah and then Just brian's happened. thing was like again smarter spoilers for dynamite we'll talk more about it later in the show but he was like one day it'll be about the title but right now it's about who's better i'm like but wouldn't that be solidified if the title was on the line uh yeah and they're gonna do the exact same thing they did with christian cage daniel bryan's gonna beat him and then when the title's on the line omega's gonna win well, Christian beat him the first time with a title online. It was just the Impact title, but he just couldn't beat him for the AEW title. So I hate, I hate that fucking trope. 
you beat the champion to get a title match, but then you lose the title match. Makes no sense. That's like old school type thing where it was like the champion would give an exhibition to like an up and coming guy and then the up and coming guy would upset him. Not even really beat him with a move. It'd just be like a roll up or he'd last like some kind of arbitrary time limit or something. And then they'd have a title match and then the champ would like win after a hard fought, you know, it'd be like, it'd be real close if you book it right but that's kind of like that it's kind of like that new japan too but that really only happens during like g1 time where it's like somebody can beat the champion in the g1 and then maybe beat them later if they win the whole tournament like yeah i didn't know omega did that with uh, okada like omega finally beat okada but it wasn't on the title the title wasn't on the line or anything yeah i think i think when omega finally beat okada it had to i believe it was in the climax was it yeah. Or was it? It was either during the climax or when Kenny finally won the belt was when he finally beat Okada. I can't remember. Um, but like Kenny lost to like when he was the champion and going through the G1, he lost to Juice that year. He lost to Ishii that year. So I think those might have been the only two losses he had in that tournament that year. Aside from the final, because I don't because I think he might have lost in the final. But no, I don't think he made it to the final. I think I think Tanahashi and Kota were the final. And then Tanahashi won the tournament. And then Tana, Tanahashi said all that slick stuff about Kenny and how he's a bad influence on Kota. And apparently that was one of the reasons why Omega left New Japan was because he had some heat with Tanahashi. So huh. I think that was one of the reasons. That's what I heard, that he he and Tanahashi kind of had like some legit beef with each other. And that was one of the reasons why Kenny had left. Well, see, he, that's the match I want to see. Tanahashi versus Omega now. After he dropped the after he dropped the belt to him, Kenny left. He was just like, ah, I tried to deal with this. I'm gonna start my own company. People are gonna come out of their own companies to wrestle me instead of me going to that company to wrestle them. Fuck. I, I'd rather just do that. <laughs> just that's... okay. So it um well, I don't I don't know. <laughs> like it's it says uh it says a lot cool's like 32 um that you know he still got some he still got some life left he's got a few years left um says actual decision to come to AEW was like literally a few days before the pay-per-view all out and so i was awake in bed it's close to one in the morning i was imagining being involved in AEW. that thought gave me an excited feeling I was so giddy I couldn't even sleep. I love the idea of coming all elite wrestling, and that's why I knew what I needed to do. Uh, what was it? Uh, Triple H, boom, 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 boom. Like, said one of the highlights of my time in NXT was my relationship with Shawn Michaels. I'm very open to him being the greatest pro wrestler of all time. To have him as a mentor, that's something I really cherish. I learned so much from him. I had and still have a great relationship with Hunter. Getting to work under him was such an amazing learning experience. I'm not the same Adam Cole that I am today if it wasn't for working with these guys for four years. I'll always have a relationship with Hunter and Sean, and I'm incredibly thankful for what they taught me and the way they believed in me. Uh, and he talked about his match with Kyle. And Undisputed Era, when I look back on the Undisputed Era, when they were pride, no matter what our futures hold, I want to do everything I could to cap off that chapter with Kyle in the most meaningful way possible. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with Adam. I don't know. I'm not, like, super-duper optimistic, but I'm always down to be wrong. I'm always open to being wrong. Uh, Andrew Yang. Another story. Andrew Yang calls on wrestlers to contact union attorney after talk with Labor Department. 
<laughs> presidential candidate and former New York City mayoral candidate Andrew Yang is calling on current and former WWE talents to contact a union attorney so they can get what Vince McMahon owes you. Okay, what is he, Jesse the Body Ventura back in the 80s? Uh, like, since he lost the mayoral race, nobody cares what he has to say anymore, especially about this. <laughs> like, when he had all the, for real, when he had all the momentum going into the mayoral race, everyone was like, yeah, Andrew Yang, he could probably do something. Then he lost, and it's like, nobody cares what you guys say, bro. You couldn't commit. You couldn't follow through. So, and then the whole, the whole labor thing, the whole wrestlers being in the union thing, it, um... It comes in and goes. Now, some people say, yeah, they should. And then there are some wrestlers who would be like, nah, a union in the business can't work. Because what they yeah, said, they, they said a union would. I think I think Rhino explained it on Jericho podcast. He said, for example, he said like a union would like kill indies, like literally kill a lot of independent promotions, a union. Because some, uh, some promotions can't pay certain things that would require for a wrestler under a union to work with. They just don't have that much money. And like unions are weird. I don't fully understand them myself. I've been in a union. I was in a union working at the post office. Like unions are weird with all these rules and certain amount of pay. Like, and if strikes, strikes, that's one big thing. Like if somebody in a union decides to go on strike, you don't have a choice. If you're in the union, you gotta go on strike. So what if, for example, all the wrestlers are in a union, right? And then something happens in like WWE and they're like, I'm going on strike. That means every single wrestler that's a part of that union would go on strike, even if they don't want to. So what the hell would that do to the show? You couldn't have a show because you wouldn't have no wrestlers. They're all on strike. So it was like the whole, it was like the uh, the writer's strike back, uh, like, shoot, it had to be 10 plus years ago at this point in Hollywood when all those writers went on strike. It was like, who's writing these shows? Nobody's really writing these shows anymore because everybody went on strike so it's one of those conversations that comes up periodically every now and again in wrestling but it's just something that it's never gonna happen yeah it's not something that depending on who you talk to it's either you could do it or it's just not really feasible and there's also the things about unions also have things about like i think equal pay something like that so it's like a lot of wrestlers have to take pay cuts for a union to work and i don't know about y'all but if I'm Roman Reigns, I'm not taking a pay cut to get paid the same as Lince Dorado. Just, <laughs> that ain't happening. Like, no, I mean, fair play to Lince, but that ain't happening. And I'm not I'm not shitting on Lince. It's just an example of someone who I know gets paid less than Roman Reigns. Like, so you want a top guy to get paid around the same amount as a mid-card guy who's barely on TV? Hell no. Why? Like, I worked for this position. It wasn't just handed to me. I had to work to get here. I earned my money. And now you want me to take a cut? Fuck all that. Like, there'll be plenty. I'm sure there'll be people in, like, because what, Rusev? Miro, actually, not Rusev. Miro said that apparently one of the reasons he got, he alluded to that apparently he got fired because he was talking about unionizing him. And I think, I think he also mentioned the Good Brothers in that, didn't he? Yeah. They had also talked about unionizing, and that's why WWE fired them. And I'm like, that's <laughs> why do they try to? Why do they try to do that? That's no, I don't know. That's what he said happened. I don't know if it's true or not. There hasn't been really any steam on that story since. But I know that's something he mentioned. Like, oh yeah, we were trying to be unionize or something, and that's why we got fired. And 
If it didn't work back then, it's not going to work now. I mean, get your own fucking health insurance. Yeah, then you had the (laughs) whole situation with Zelina when she got fired, and she was like, I support unionization, which spun the narrative that everybody thought she got fired because she supported a union, when that really wasn't the case. And the reason she got fired was because she didn't want to give up her OnlyFans. Did she eventually give that up, or what? I don't know. You might have to do some investigating for me. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. But, like... So everyone was like, oh, they fired her because of union. Then the next story came out that she had talked to somebody in Hollywood about unionizing or being part of the Screen Actors Guild. And then we heard nothing about that story for months. And then she came back to WWE. Which was the smart thing. I mean, we you guys talked about it a little bit. They, they we, and we talked about it in the chat, too. WWE needs their guys. They need their soldiers. You need Zelina there. Like their women's division isn't really something I'm worried about. I'm more worried about the the men. So with all You're these right. talks, you still, you still need someone to, to make him look good, and Zelina's there to. Oh yeah, help. yeah. But I'm like, yeah, you with, know, yeah. With all these contracts apparently coming up, Owens' contract is apparently coming up. There's no we if if he's resigning on. People are talking about, yeah, we'd love to see him in AW face so and so and such and such, and then. Apparently, there's these rumors about no one really knows when Sami Zayn's contract is actually going to be up. God, that would be a trip. Then, then, so, then we'll be seeing stuff like something's going, like something's going on in AEW because Sam, Sammy and Kevin showing up. That would just be ridiculous. So, it would just be a steroid PWG at that point. Yeah. Now, I want to know, like Robert mentioned earlier about Cole jumping back and forth. Because one day, not going to say anytime soon, one day it's going to happen because that's just how yes. these things go. One day somebody is going to leave AEW and go to WWE. It could be Moxley for shit. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if it was Moxley. I d- you know what? The funny thing is, I don't think WWE would want him back. <laughs> like, to be honest, know. like the with the way he's been... But the way he's been, I mean, he's doing what he wants in AEW and I'm, and he's having the time of his life and I'm happy for him as a human being. But like as a wrestling fan, I'm just like, eh, like Brian last said on Courtney's podcast, he's like to him anyway, John Moxley's like the most boring wrestler in AEW. Like, <laughs> I don't like, I'm sure Rico would probably agree with that, but I'm like, <laughs> like to him, Moxley's the most boring wrestler in AEW. I don't, I don't know if he's the most boring to me, but I have no inkling to watch his matches. Like the main event match, he they had this week. I took a shower. I was like, "This is perfect time for me to take a shower," and that's exactly what I did because I knew I knew he was going to win, and nothing surprising was going to happen. So I was just like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. Um, but I mean, aside from like maybe like Shield nostalgia, I I don't. I mean, I'm sure they take him back money wise. That's how it is, but. For, I don't know why WWE would really want John Moxley back. So it'd be like what Taz when Taz tried to come back and Taz, and they were like, "Nah, we don't want you." Taz tried to come back and they didn't want him. Did that happen? I swear that happened one day. Did it? I don't know. It I'm like, did. Yeah, it did. For the when? Yeah, 
Well, for the SmackDown anniversary, remember when uh, the oh, yeah. was on there? Yeah, that was they, weird. I was like, why didn't y'all have Taz come back to do commentary on that? Like, he, he tried to come back and they told him no. That was so weird. Okay, yeah, I remember hearing that. That is weird. Why? That's, fucked, the, well, that's fucked up. I remember I mean, when Taz, Evolution was on that show, too, and then I'd sit on another podcast. I was like, why was Evolution here? Evolution was never on SmackDown as a unit. I'm like, yes three of the well all four of them are on smackdown at different points but as a unit evolution was never on smackdown they are not in smackdown's like dna their branding why are they on why are they here also wasn't <laughs> that the same show that had kurt angle like <laughs> commentate for like a two-minute match yeah i i i don't know man barely had his headset on and then he was gone <laughs> i was like why bring him out here for this I think it was a Chad Gable match. I forgot who Gable was facing, but I was just like, Jesus Christ. That's another one I can see going to is Gable. Sure. If they want to let Gable go, I mean. If they're, if, if you're pretty much to do what you're supposed to do, what, what was his name? Gabe Stevens or whatever his Gable Stevenson. Gabe, Gable Stevenson, yeah. They, they're going to put him up as the next Kurt Angle, and here's Chad Gable going, that's exactly what you fuckers just said to me. According Fuck to the. Guys, I'm going to go somewhere else. They probably never said that to him, but I don't know, maybe. But apparently, according to the new rumors by the Observer, I think it was the Observer. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, someone correct me. The plan is that Stevenson's just going to go straight to the main roster, and apparently the plan is they're going to do a passing of the torch thing with him and Brock. And I'm like, what? No one wants to see that. Like... See, just like Kurt Angle, they're trying to push him. They they pushed Kurt Angle straight to the moon when he came up to the roster. They're we don't even know if they with this guy. Yeah, we don't even know if Stevenson is good yet, <laughs> like pro wrestling good yet. We don't know that. If that is the plan, I don't believe it is. But it, that that um, now makes no sense to me. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't think that'd be a good idea. No, it wouldn't be. I don't know. I would say at least try to fucking build him up for a year. Long story short, nobody cares about Andrew Yang right now. Until he starts yes. making serious headway with this thing, nobody cares about what he's got to say about this. Um, Since we skipped over it last week, Drake's certified lover boy, the hotly anticipated CD, <laughs> came out two weeks ago. Uh. I didn't. I didn't listen to it, guys. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't do it. You. You guys have to listen to it for me. I mean, we already did. Rika and I did. How was it? It, it was. It was an album. I'll give you that. <laughs> so like. Okay, let me reiterate. It's not. I don't think it's terrible. Like, if I'm ranking it among Drake albums, it's better than Views. But pretty much almost every Drake album is better than Views because Views was boring. I even like Scorpion or Scor was it Scorpion? What was that one he came out with? Scorpion. Scorpion was so long, long for no reason. And but it was still better than Views. Oh well, yeah, because I said Views was boring as hell. I think out of Views, I maybe listened to like three songs off of that whole album. But anyway, back to CLB. I should have known something was up when I first saw the cover, and I'm like, this is a <laughs> terrible album cover. This must be some bullshit. <laughs> No, there I'm about are. To open this up, and it's just gonna smell like shit. It's gonna smell like pregnant women. Like <laughs> that's like what it'll smell like. Like there are some songs off it I like, right? Like there's a few. I like you only live twice. I like fountains, but that's mostly because of Thames. 
I like Race My Mind. I like Knife Talk because of 21 Savage. Most of the songs where Drake is featuring somebody, I like them because of people who aren't Drake <laughs> on some of these <laughs> songs. Uh, Pipe Down was fine. In Too Deep was okay. TSU, because Drake really loved Jesus Christ. If Drake could die and be reincarnated in another city, it would be from Houston. Yeah. Um, I like Love All because of Jay-Z. Yeah. I like Poppy's Home, even though it kind of got weird at the end. And that, ran, and that random Nicki Minaj cameo. I kind of hate that he like did that. Mon- I like the Montel Jordan sample, but like for what he was talking about, I was like, man, that's a serious ass song. You gonna talk about that? For real. You gonna talk about all these rappers you sunning? Like, <laughs> like all right, Drake. And I like um, champagne poetry, but the first as soon as that started, I'm like, this motherfucker really did just sample Masego's um, Navajo. Okay, I prefer that song, but champagne poetry was good. I like that. Way too, way too sexy. <laughs> That's Drake's Hot Shower. Has anyone heard Hot Shower by Chance the Rapper? Uh uh-uh. It's garbage. No. Easily Chance's worst song. <laughs> Fucking trash. The, <laughs> That is what way too sexy is. Like, that is the worst album. That's the worst song on the album to me. It's one of the worst Drake songs I've ever heard. And of course, that's the one he'd make a freaking video for. <laughs> the worst song on the album, huh? He yes, he'd make a video for it. And Jesus Christ. Now people are gonna pretend that the song is good because they like the video. And I'm like, no, it's still a garbage song. <laughs> like video is good, at least, but the song is still trash. I listen, I watched that video on you. <laughs> Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, you know, about Drake. I, I wouldn't say Drake is coasting, but I think Charlemagne said it best. Like, Drake has yet to hit another gear. Yeah. All um, of his albums do sound the same. Like, to me, his peak is like, take care slash nothing was the same, which took me like three listens to really start liking. And like, if you're reading this is too late. Ever since then, it's just been a steady decline of mid for Drake to me. Yeah, like, he had a of three and has been like tapped out ever since. Yeah, like views was boring. More life isn't even a I like I like more life more or less, but it's just that's not an album. That's a playlist. I'm like, okay, Drake. Scorpion was two discs, which I was not prepared for when I got it off Spotify. I was like, this album is still going. <laughs> yeah, I it was like three hours in and I was just like, oh fuck. I've been listening to this album for that long. What? <laughs> Like this shit is still going. And what was after? Was that was the last Drake album I listened to. After that, I was like, I'm not, I'm not listening oh, to another I, fucking Drake album again. Damn. I did like I'm Dark sorry, Lane. Man. Yeah, Dark Lane demo tapes was all right. Um, I didn't even know he had that one. After Scorpion, I was done. I yeah, was like, was, Drake do better. Yeah, like Dark Lane demo tapes is more like a. They marketed that more as like a mixtape instead of like okay. a straight up album. I think. That yeah, means I was, it must have been better than sh- other shit. I called it though. I said, "Watch this be better than the album he has coming out." <laughs> Damn, I, that's how it was with views. Like, if you're reading it's too late, good views. Views is like a fucking marathon that just would not end. It was like watching a Star Wars prequel movie. It wasn't even a marathon that would end. It was just like watching a tortoise just slowly crawl its way across a marathon, and I'm like. Ain't no, nothing on nothing on views popped. Like the one song that I thought, no, I like I like Child's Play. I like You With Me. And 
Um, great. Now, now I gotta look it up on freaking Wikipedia because Spotify is being stupid. Let, let me see. Uh-huh. Uh, Drake albums. Oh, God, this is terrible. Where? Thank me later. No, no, same views. Here we go. Thank me later. Oh, I like you with me. I like feel no. I think feel no ways. I think feel no ways is all right. And Western Road flows. I like Western Road flows. I like we. I like with you because of P and D. And faithful is a good track. But for the most, I don't care about control it too much. To be perfectly honest with you. One dance. One dance is okay. Until you like actually listen to Wizkid and you're like, yeah, I can. I'm. I'm definitely. I. I don't. Why? Do, why is Drake here? I can just listen to Wizkid and get this, but better. <laughs> said this um, Grammys I didn't like you asked me future and Drake just their their combination what? together is like they have decent chemistry but it's not great like mm-hmm. their freaking their tape that they had together mostly what I play off that is Jumpman yeah Jumpman was pretty cool um I like Child's Play a lot Pop. of people view that mixtape as like it was a mixtape by future featuring pretty much it was a future mixtape with drake on it uh pop style i liked pop style before they took kanye and jay-z off oh, that's, what, that's what set kanye off with jay other than him and beyonce not pulling up to him and kim's wedding <laughs> like because oh, because i like how this i like how kanye west and sean carter are the songwriters but they're not even on, they're not on the album version but they're on the single version and i'm like okay Oh, I remember what happened. Okay, so that was like when Jay-Z started Title, And Kanye had signed like an exclusive deal with Title, And Drake has an exclusive deal with Apple. So Jay didn't want him and Ye being on a song that was going to be on Apple Music. That's what that was. Jesus Christ, Jay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like and Drake and Kanye are still beefing. And I think Fantano explained it very well how like... Drake had a lot of bars for Kanye on CLB. Yeah. But if you listen to Donda, Kanye really don't reference Drake one time. Oh, he did. Uh, well, actually, he like, one, he, like one time. Yeah. Like maybe once or twice. But CLB, there's like a few songs where Drake is like throwing bars at Kanye. Meanwhile, Kanye is just doing Donda stuff and mentioned Drake like once or twice. Did you hear that um, song with him and Andre 2000 that Drake leaked and everybody said, this song you leaked by Andre 3000 and Kanye is better than your whole album. No, but yeah. if you were talking about it, I need to find it. Yeah. Uh, look, I heard about I'm it gonna, too, yeah. Look, I'm going to tell you, Three Stacks verse was incredible. I ain't going to spoil that for you. Well, but it Kanye is Andre pissed, 3K. But Kanye pissed me off and I followed it up with that. Like, Three Stacks was pouring his heart out in his verse. And the only thing Kanye can think to do with his verse is just Drake and Virgil. I'm like, Nick, you picked the worst song to like distance, dude. I need to find it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Actually, it's I know what it is. Merci beaucoup. Uh, it's not on Spotify? No. Nah, uh-huh. Drake leaked it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was leaked. Yeah, Drake's got his own. Man, when Drake drops an album on fucking Apple Music, like it just becomes Drake Day, basically. DMX in it too? What the? DMX? Yeah. Recently, they released instrumentals for DMX's final album. Yeah. 
let me let me find it i mean i'm not gonna play it obviously right now but i'm gonna find it uh what's it called again life of the party yeah life of the party Kanye West. okay there it is um okay anyway it's like drake drake's beef with the rappers is crazy obviously everybody knows about meat mill everybody knows about pusha t that drake handily lost um <laughs> nobody really talks about that mini beef he had with common Mostly because it wasn't much. Like, I know Stay Scheming. If you ever heard Stay Scheming, that had bars for Common. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what song Common said. What did he say? He said, you ain't wet, you Canada dry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Common. I don't know what Common's doing there. I mean, he still makes music. He dropped, like, an album recently with, like, uh, is it PJ Morton? I think they did an album together. Uh but yeah clb to me is i got a few songs on my spotify though but other than that i'm just like it's okay definitely on the bottom rung of drake albums for me to be perfectly honest <laughs> like above views but below like um everything else <laughs> probably <laughs> It might be above Scorpion for the simple fact that Scorpion, I was just sitting there like, Jesus Christ, this is still going. Meanwhile, with CLB, I was like, okay, this is still going, but at least I only got a couple songs left. Yeah. Scorpion, I was like, I got a whole nother disc. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like playing a Final Fantasy game. Pretty much. I should have known CLB wasn't going to be that hype when he didn't release a single. There was no singles for this. Yeah, not really at all. No, that's why I was kind of surprised. Like, oh, okay. When like, not real. Album, like, it's not even not real. Like, literally, none of these songs on here were singles before the album came out. Right. None of them were playing on the radio or anything, huh? Yeah, but he was, but he was still releasing songs. <laughs> so it just none of them were anything from the album. I think "Way Too Sexy" is a single now. I don't know if anything else from this album's become a single, but. Uh, there was a guy at um, the Wrestle Rave show right in Houston who came out to the song. And my homie Junior was like, man, get this song the fuck up out of here. Get this out the airwaves. He came like, out to that song? Huh? He came out to it? Like, like a theme? Yeah, there was a guy, I forgot his name. He came out to it as a theme. And I was like, well, he's going to get instant heat for this, at least for me. Uh, at least for me me. at least come out to like knife talk or like yeah knife talk would have been a dope i mean i haven't heard it yet but that's the name of the song well it opens with theme to me i mean yeah i mean it's opens with a project pat verse (laughs) like that's all you need i gotta feed the streets i gotta bleed i'm like okay you can start that you know i'm like you could you could have came out to knife talk or no friends in the industry like drake you got so many friends in the industry stop playing games but nah, are, are, are they truly his friends though i think that's what the song is about but if we compare <laughs> this to donda donda was better huh i still had to re-listen to donda <laughs> like but i would probably i would probably say donda was better to me because um, kanye knows what the hell he's doing at least sometimes sometimes <laughs> sometimes like, i'm not yeah. gonna give him credit and say all the time trust me i'm not big sometimes <laughs> big sometimes that was my first time listening to a Kanye album in like six years. Donda yeah. just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like I thought it was going to be him telling stories about how he grew up in Chicago with his mom and stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't expect to hear, you know. I mean, I like Off the Grid, but I just didn't expect to hear that from an album made up just mom, you know. 
right? So if we go by like, I mean, yes, Drake broke all streaming records and blah, blah, but you knew Drake was going to do that. It's Drake. Drake could like record himself pissing in a pot for two hours and people would buy it. Um, Unfortunately. But, you know, as far as like albums go that have released this year, call me if you get lost still at the top. Yeah, easily. To me. Um, yeah. Followed my by little, the My off-season. little brother was actually, yeah, my little brother was listening to a couple of tracks off of there. I was like, all right, Elijah, I see you. Yeah, you know, music you know what, though? Certified Lover Boy was better than the melodic. <laughs> it was more consistent than a melodic blue. I'll give it that. I, I'm not going to knock baby team too much because i kind of feel like i'm one of those guys from back in the day that was dissing soldier boy like dude was like only 16 and everybody was coming after him but uh <laughs> team is like only 20 years old i think so yeah like, right. i feel it's yeah that's why it sounds like this i think that's what it to- is i think it's like the melodic blue was very um blue i want to say okay i want to say <laughs> It, it's very raw yeah in a sense that it's pretty rough around the edges i think i heard someone say so you as he gets older obviously and then you know uh, he's working with kendrick now so as he works more with kendrick and whoever else is on kendrick's new what's kendrick's label called now pg lang he's yeah. actually his first artist yeah so as they work together more and they get whoever else to come in more producers whatever I think Keen's style, hopefully, will evolve into something more concrete. So he only, he only raps good when he's on a song with Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I still like Durag activity to be honest. Um, I think him and I thought him and uh, Travis Scott bounced off each other well in that song. But uh, yeah, that song with Don Tolliver, I don't <laughs> Coco. That song with Don Tolliver, I'm like. Don Tolliver killed you on this. Um, and Don Tolliver is not known to kill anybody on any track. <laughs> so, not that, Don, the, not that Don Tolliver's bad. I like Don Tolliver, but. That's uh, another thing, too. Drake kept getting ate up on his own album as well. Yeah, he got ate up on many a feature. <laughs> Wayne, Jay, Ross. Uh, who is it weird that I only want Wayne to just do features from now on? I don't want him to drop any more albums. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally cool with Wayne just being on a feature or something instead of just dropping uh, the Carter 15 or some stupid yeah. shit. Because he's sounding way better on features than he is on like his own full length projects. Yo, I'll, um, fuck, I lost my. Uh, well, I had a, and it went away. Well, I'm a lot of blue. There's a couple songs I like. Like I said earlier before we start, I like Pink Panties, I like Issues, I like Scars, I like 16, I like Trademark USA whatever that weird song was with Kendrick was talking about friggin Range Brothers I don't know what was up with Kendrick on that song top of the morning top of the top morning top of the morning top of the morning top of the morning that's good he's gonna he's a bitch he's gonna open his next album with that like just how Donda started with Donda chant the first track on Kendrick's new album just gonna be top of the morning it's gonna be him saying that for like 30 seconds and then it's gonna go the first song What's that? What if that's the name of his next album? Top of the morning. He's trying to get you a subliminal message. Yeah, somebody said that has, too. Maybe. 
He could have like a nice little album cover with that, though. I guess. Isn't his next album supposed to be like rock inspired? That's what I heard. I don't. I don't. That was said a few years ago. I think it was like his next album was going to be like rock inspired, and I'm like, I hope he doesn't go the way of Little Wayne Rebirth. (laughs) Right. Oh, he's gonna do a track with System of the Down or some shit. Nickelback. What's going on here? He'll do one with Zach. He'll do one with uh, what's the dude from uh. Zach De La Rocha from from a freaking Rise, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, dude. I don't know. There's like Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters. From. Like I, I can see Dave Grohl. That's because Foo Fighters are only the real rock band around nowadays. That is what? actually played on the radio. He gonna bring back Hawthorne Heights. Come <laughs> 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 on, Marcel. Don't hit me with the Hawthorne Heights. Fucking Flyleaf, like. <laughs> Uh, hey, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Flyleaf was dope, though. If he does something with Flyleaf, I wouldn't mind. Look, the dopest thing about Flyleaf was that they were from Belton, and I didn't figure this out until they stopped making music, or at least I didn't hear any <laughs> of their music anymore. I was like, they were from Belton? What the? F-? Yeah, uh, Johnny said he saw one of them at the HEB in Belton. One and they were like band. marketed as like a Christian rock band, and I'm like, I've listened to So Sick many a times. I don't find any Christian themes in this song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm so sick. Isn't that like, yeah, that's definitely not a, I thought that was a domestic violent. Something. Uh, I don't know what it was about, but it definitely wasn't about Jesus. Song, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, whoa, Talk speaking of that, that Kendrick can Talk do something with Skillet. That's a Christian rock band. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Mute. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. There's not that many good rock fans nowadays. You got to choose somebody. I mean, at least it won't be Nickelback. I mean, we all don't you want... John, He'll do something with red John, jumpsuit apparatus. You John Moxley balding son of a bitch. How dare you? Damn. <laughs> he just going to bring... No, he's going to he's gonna do the unthinkable. He's going to, like, reunite the MCR, and then he'll have a track with MCR, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I would. That would be dope. My Chemical, My Chemical Romance was pretty good. Fucking Evanescence, like. <laughs> no. No, he should get, do. Get the white stripes back together. I mean, the white stripes. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Kendrick. I mean, damn, had a feature with from U two on it. So it did. It did. So he could do something with like Slash or maybe like a guitar player. I'm still like, mad. And I'm still mad that they fucking put a U two album on my iTunes without yeah, for that. free, bro. That was they did that to me too, and I have an Android. That was weird. Um, like that was the weirdest hack ever. Like I woke up one day and it was like YouTube's new album's like on my iPod. I'm like, what the YouTube hasn't been good since 2004, so I don't even Damn. know why they would do that. <laughs> they haven't, bro. Vertigo was their last good album. I wouldn't know. I don't listen to YouTube, but I, like, I, I kind of felt like that's what it would be like if you were on a plane ride with Vince and he has you like chained to a fucking seat and you gotta listen to Creed and Nickelback all the way to fucking Miami. Vince listens to freaking... Uh, ACDC. He looks like an ACDC guy. Vince listens to damn yeah. Chuck Berry. He hasn't left the 60s. That man be pumping Little Richard all day, all night. Like... That was considered rock and roll back in the day, so just, I don't know. He just listens to Tootie Fruity on repeat. <laughs> he doesn't stand back dance to Tootie Fruity. He might have a he might have a, a Travis Scott album somewhere on. Oh there God! You just see no, Vince bumping at you just see Vince bumping Astro World. <laughs> I can see I can see Vince at least doing it to a workout. I'm on sicko mode, Hunter. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Man, when Drake says checks over stripes, I feel. 
I mean, we know he's got to like, listen to some rap. He's got to listen to some rap. I, I mean, don't know if it's like a lot, but he has to listen to at least like one specific go-to. If we know anything, it's that Bruce probably introduces him to rap. We know Bruce knows who Lil Yachty is. <laughs> every white person, every white person has their go-to what what uh. Uh, rapper, you know what I mean? That's not Eminem. That's not Eminem. <laughs> That's right, not right. Eminem. It was, it was Eminem for a while. It was. So it would have to be someone like, like a Kendrick or like a, a J. Cole or someone, you know? Like I love Eminem, but he was like white kids' first rapper. Like if you meet yeah. anyone who's like, yeah, man, I listen to rap. I love uh, Eminem Slim, and, and, I Snoop, love Slim and Snoop Doggy Dog. Oh yeah, they always say Snoop Dogg too. I can see Vince bumping this some Snoop Dogg, ha, some gin and juice, doggy style. So doggy style, yeah, that was a great album. Listen to the doggy <laughs> style with a red solo cup in his hand. Oh God, <laughs> hanging out with the street prophets. It was the street prophets who introduced him to Snoop Dogg. That's how he see. That's how he knew Snoop Dogg was a star. He listened to doggy style, and he was like, "Oh, hey, what do you think about that rapper Whale? <laughs> who? You mean Whale? Wale? <laughs> you mean Wale? Like, <laughs> Jim Cornette calls him whale. Whale. Jim Cornette also don't like rap, which is why, which is another reason why his opinions are mostly invalid because he don't like rap. So, what does he listen to then? He, he listens to country, probably like huh? old pop and stuff. Oh, <laughs> like, I God. think maybe probably some. I'm sure he listens to some rock. I don't know. He looks like an ACDC guy too. There's always a consistent ACDC. Motorhead guy, uh, Metallica. My God, I saw Metallica in a Disney movie, bro. Disney controls everything. Yeah, what was the Rockstar movie, The Jungle Cruise? Yeah, the pretty much the main theme of that whole entire throughout the movie was Fade to Black, but they did it to a little classical version, but it was still Metallica. So mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised. I was just like, I'm really listening to Fade to Black right now. In a Disney movie, this is very different. Well, you know, uh, well, go the Marvel, see Jungle Cruise, guys. Well, the Marvel same. movies are Disney movies, so you heard a lot of rock and freaking Iron Man. Before we move on into some of the, some, I guess our will be main topics of the evening. Some of the the G1 Climax 2021. They announced the participants in the blocks this past week. Ooh, let's hear them. The show starts the 18th of September, which is a Saturday. And it will end the 21st of October. Mm. So this year's A block is Kota Ibushi, Shingo Takagi, Tetsuya Naito, Toru Yano, Kenta, Tomohiro Ishii, Zack Sabre Jr., Tonga Loa, Yujiro Takahashi, and the Great Okan. And B block is Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Sanada, Hiroki Goto, Jeff Cobb, Taichi, Evil, Yoshihashi, Chase Owens, and Tamatanga. The most surprising thing is that the Gorillas are in this tournament because last year, and I think the year before, they were like, nah, we're not doing the G1. So, New Japan probably asked them to to beef it up. Yeah, because no Will Ospreay, so he must still be, he must not be cleared enough to be in it. Um, I thought he came back, though. I'm confused. Hold on. What? Yeah, he might have did that Wrestling Grand Slam show. Okay, having having no Ospreay and it does kind of kind of put it down a little bit I guess because he was the he's the guy that needs to get the belt back and that would have been a perfect way for him to get the belt back because I think Shingo is still the champion if I recall correctly Shingo 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 yeah yeah he is he's the current and longest reigning IWGP heavyweight champion what's his record right now 
like how long has he held it yeah what's a few months <laughs> like he's held it since june so oh it's wow Remember they wiped oh, everything. Oh yeah, they that common rider belt. History. Yeah, god damn it. He's also the hate- uh, Ibushi is the oldest champion at. Dang, Coda's thirty eight. Jesus Christ. And yeah, Os- Coda is out there. And as and Osprey is the youngest at twenty seven. So. Osprey's so damn. He's young. I thought yeah, he was but, already in his thirties. Yeah, you'd think that because of all the freaking injuries he has from all his crazy dives, but yeah, he's only twenty seven. With the bone structure of a forty-six-year-old, Coda <laughs> um, won it in March after unifying two belts. Then Osprey beat him literally a month later. That's then Osprey good. That's had, good. Then Osprey had to vacate it in May, and then Shingo got it in June after he beat Okada at Dominion. Oh, yeah! I forgot Shingo won it. I was really happy for him when he won it. So the rules for the G1 are pretty much, um, you know, round robin tournament. Each block has 10 men. Each man wrestle each other for points. Two points for a pin. Uh, zero points for a loss. Obviously, no points for a DQ. And if it's a draw, each competitor gets one point. If it goes a time limit draw or what have you, each competitor gets one point. So the winners from each block with the most points face off on the final day. And the winner of that gets a guaranteed title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Which is the in biggest January, event. Which is in January. Who's going to win it this year, guys? Who you guys got? I honestly don't Yano. know. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> who did Alex say? Yano. Oh, my God. He's hell bit on that pick, isn't he? You really think Yano? Yano for A block. Yano for A black. And Tanahashi for B block. Oh god. Okay, you might get a Tanahashi B block, but Yano was not coming out of A block unless he started being serious. I don't know. I've been keeping up. <laughs> oh god. Hey, that would be that would be a good surprise. That would you know be a good what? surprise. I could see Kenta coming out of A block. Kenta? Yeah. Oh, oh I forgot. I could see Kenta coming out of A block. That's a good choice, yeah. And B block. Ooh. I like Tanahashi and B block. That's I mean, fine with it's me. Not or it's, or it's, uh... You know what? I got Sonata coming out of B block. Sonata, huh? I got Sonata. Uh, okay. I think it's about time for Sonata to start shining a little bit more. Uh. That's Okada, but I mean, it's like, and you think not- Okada is too obvious. Yeah, but Okada hasn't really done anything uh, recently. Yeah, that's not true. too much. Dude, this is always the hard. This is like to me the Rumble. It's like it's always so hard to choose a G1 climax winner. It's always hard to choose a Rumble winner sometimes, most of the time. Um, I don't know. Uh, Tanahashi and Kenta. That sounds like that's the most money, maybe, face wise, recognition wise. I'll go with those two. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, those are my picks. I don't know, but it's anybody's game. I will definitely be watching and updating as uh time goes on. Speaking of updating, I've seen uh, the five star Grand Prix and Stardom is still going on. So uh, just some random matches. I can't remember some days on it, but uh, Starlight Kid, she's still doing good. She now she's the high speed champion. She beat. 
now to Poi on one of the shows. So she's the high speed champion. She got a good promo talking about this is like her eighth time going for the title. And she gonna keep that mess for I guess however long <laughs> like she wants to. Uh let's see. Uh who else has had good showings? Uh talking to Iroha, she finally debuted. She had a couple good matches against Micah and one against Konami and Tim Nakano. Konami's actually starting to win now. That's good. Shiori and Utami had a draw. They had a good match that went to a draw. Um, Micah and Unagi Sayaka also had a good draw. So a lot of these, a few of these matches have been in draws, which is surprising. I guess it shows how stacked the roster is in stardom, and they're starting to get more girls from different promotions too. They don't have any, I think this is like the first time in a while though they haven't had any foreigners. Since like B Priestley left, they have like no foreigners right now, which is which is interesting. There's a couple days. I'm how many days am I behind? Three days behind, so I'll catch up on those. Yeah, I'm three days behind. Yeah, catch up on those. Um, ooh, Micah and Kamitani. Okay, let's see. So, one of the main target points we got this week, NXT's rebrand was Wednesday. I don't know how I feel about them actually calling it NXT 2.0. I don't like it. Yeah, I wish it was just NXT. So, or the new NXT. NXT. That is so lazy. It's just NXT 2.0. And I'm like, Uh, part of me thinks you're just going to get lazy and stop calling it that. And it'll just be NXT. (laughs) Right. Uh, The NXT 2.0 champion. Oh, God. I hope they don't call it that. Um. Give it two more weeks. You're going to be calling it 2.0 champion. Don't do that. So first things first, what do we think about the look of the show now? That shit ugly. <laughs> uh, I was going to give it the benefit of the doubt. That shit ugly. I, I was like, yeah. it kind of gives me 106 and Park vibes just by like the colors and shit. But I'm like, yo, that shit hideous. That shit. I'm a bit more. I'm a bit more receptive of it. I gotta get used to it. It's definitely, obviously, it's a huge ass change from what they had before. I think some. I've ever seen in my life. Look, I think some color is good for NXT, but like I said, that's that's too much. Well, they didn't do what I wanted in the group chat when I said they should do different rings and stuff. I saw the plain old white old wokes right where. Yeah, didn't like it. Remember, all... I, I still don't know what you were explaining when you were talking about that. I'm like, what do you want to do? Like, I don't. Yeah, I was confused. I'm saying different, talk. different colored scheme, uh, themes for the rings and stuff during like different months or something. That's yes, what they man. do for tickles and TV specials like Halloween Havoc or Great American Ooh. Bash. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's easy to do the red, white, or the Susan G. Coleman, or the Susan G. Coleman. Right, but they didn't do it this time. They just gave me the old white ropes. That's what I was saying. Like, usually they should have had, like, some orange in there, some something, to make it look different all around. Not no, just have no orange-looking ropes on TV. That you look going full Kevin Dunn. They had going full Kevin Dunn. Like, I want some... Like, no, like, white ropes are good. They have enough color on that show. The last thing that show needs is more fucking color. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, man. Man, I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure people that do acid probably watch that shit and love it. Like, man, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. All the in my colors life. and shapes. Speaking yeah. of, 
they put colors and shapes on Spotify from they made it they marketed it like it's a brand new Mac Miller song I'm like that mess came out like 2016 because it's part of the because it's part of the faces mixtape I'm like are y'all gonna put the faces mixtape on Spotify and I realized like putting mixtapes on Spotify is is counterproductive and stupid because you have to edit a lot of stuff off because obviously mixtapes they don't have to be cleared by record labels so they can have any kind of sample they want yeah, that's why Man. when freaking acid rap is acid rap is on Spotify, but it takes out juice. Like, if you pl- try and play juice on Spotify, it's like Chance talking about. Well, I couldn't get the sample clear for this, so uh, anytime you listen to song, proceeds go to blah blah. blah. I'm like, I'm just gonna actually. I'm like, I have the actual mixtape on my phone. I don't even know why I'm even trying to listen to this right now. And they completely changed up almost the mix for freaking Return of Forever which is probably Big Crit's best mixtape. I'm like, Spotify, you disappoint me. I'm just going to listen to the regular mixtapes. But anyway, back to this NXT show. Overall, I thought it was okay. It was definitely weird. That's the most immediate thing that pops into my head. It was weird from the first segment. Because you had the first, because you had, you know, Champa, LA Knight, Kyle O'Reilly, and um, Pete Dunn all cutting promos about the tag, about the title match, right? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, um, Braun Breaker, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another thing that pissed me off. They should have just kept it Steiner or something. Well, his real what? name is Bronson Rex Steiner. He's Rick Steiner's son. So, but I'm guessing they didn't use Steiner because Vince doesn't, WWE does not own the rights to Steiner. No, they don't. So I don't think they could just call him Braun Steiner. I mean, he could probably use his shoot name, Braun Rex Steiner, but whatever. He it, oh, sounds like a freaking He-Man character, Braun Breaker. <laughs> 1980s generic superhero name. <laughs> like a villain. Braun Breaker. Hey, hey, I'll tell you what though, he impressed me. He looks pretty. He looks pretty solid. He's gonna be. Uh, well, he's a Steiner. He better be solid. That's but, true too, but I'm just saying that he's going to so, be a game game changer on that show. He, he, he interrupted. He interrupted La Knight's promo, and then Knight told him to go to the ring so he could beat him up. So they had a match, literally out of nowhere. This was the first match on the brand new NXT: Braun Breaker versus La Knight. He has Scott Steiner's siren before his entrance theme, and Vic Joseph made a dog face gremlin reference, but I don't think they ever said that he was Rick Steiner's son. Well, that's dumb. They should at least mention, hey, that's Rick Steiner's son. But Breaker you know, pin. kind of looks like him. But then Breaker pin Knight with a press slam. And I'm like, LA Knight has a title match later. Why are you beating him at the begin- at the top of the show? What are you doing, Bruce? <laughs> because Bruce was running the show, apparently. So I'm like, what What are you doing, Bruce? Do you still have heat with LA Knight from Impact? I'm like, well, what what's going on? I'm like, you could have put Braun in here with like anybody a, else, a random jobber, had him do like a five minute squash or two minute squash, rather, have him do a two, three minute squash and get him over that way. Then he was like congratulated by everybody backstage. Then Imperium faced Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, who were just a new tag team. I'm like, fine, NXT could use more tag teams. Imperium was pretty over, which surprised me. Crowd was hot for him. Um, Eichner and Bartell are just cut to shreds. I'm like, Jesus Christ, those dudes are fit. But Eichner pinned Jensen after a butterfly superplex. So that was interesting. Hit Row had a promo. They're still feuding with Legato. Why? 
Because they have a girl. Because Legato was a girl now. Apparently, every faction in NXT has a girl now. I told Rike that. I was like, Legato was a girl now. So <laughs> they're going to keep feuding. But B- they hyped up B-Fab for her match later. So she faced Katarina, Kat- Katarina Cortez. Remember that girl that was like on Smack? That was like on Raw for like a week when they teamed her up with Sin Cara to face Zelina and Andrade. And then she lost. And then you never saw her on Raw again. <laughs> Oh yeah, she was the mask girl, right? Yeah, she still has her mask. Oh this, god. Um B Fab is clearly green. This match wasn't great, but she pinned Cortez after a neckbreaker. I'm like a, a, just a neckbreaker? All right. Is it like a ravishing neckbreaker? What are we doing with this neckbreaker here? Does she add a little razzle dazzle to it? Not or is really. it just I think she just sits out with it so it looks a little bit more painful, but it, it's just so a sit out net breaker is her finisher. Sit out reverse neck breaker, yes. Um so she talked about Electra Lopez and Legato came out and she challenged B Fab to a match and B Fab wanted to fight right now, but Santos said no. So they're still feuding. And as far as I know, these are still two these are still two heel factions. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, Odyssey Jones, Cameron Grimes, and Johnny Gargano were in the back. Guess what wasn't in the back with them, Rike? The million dollar title. The reason why the ratings are going to the toilet. They were probably in the toilet when that segment showed up. So, <laughs> Austin Theory returned. Yay. And he brought Damian Priest. Why? <laughs> the United States champion was chilling on NXT? Without his U.S. title, yes. Of course. <laughs> yeah, because it was because like... Because the U.S. title doesn't exist on NXT. Triple H and X saying, make sure you tell the priest to leave that belt at home. Because <laughs> Johnny was like, Austin, I thought you ran away. And Austin was like, I did. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's it? He's like, but I had to come back for Indy's wedding. And I brought a priest, and every wedding needs a priest, so that's why Damien Priest was there. Oh. You know what? I'm gonna go online and get my ordained priest. I mean, Beth got one. Spoilers for later. <laughs> so, next was another weird segment. I told y'all this show was weird. Was Bruce Willis? Carmelo Hayes and this dude named Trick Williams came to the ring. This dude. <laughs> Wait, say his name again. His Get name. His name is Trick Williams. <laughs> Trick Williams. All right. <sighs> Hayes was talking about he had a target on his back and that he because he won the breakout tournament and but he wasn't going to get caught slipping and Trick was there to watch his back and Trick can cut a fairly good promo if he stays on topic. His good voice, he has good delivery. Um, I don't know if I. Would- I don't know if I would call myself Trick anything, considering Trick Daddy is like <laughs> getting eight. Like, <laughs> so, anytime you say Trick, it's it's always gonna be associated with Trick Daddies. So. so Trick said he was proud of Carmelo, but he didn't like this humble side to him or whatever. And then Carmelo said he was right, and he was the golden child of NXT. So. They were leave. I thought I'm like this. What is what's what's the purpose of this segment? Because I thought he was gonna come out and announce who he's gonna face for you know what con- what title he was going after, but he didn't. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Then Duke Hudson was coming out because he was coming out to have his match, and then he said Hayes got lucky when he beat him in the tournament and he like brushed past him, and then Trick was like, no, nah, that's what I'm talking about. No, nah, we ain't playing that. So he jumped Duke Hudson. 
<laughs> and then Carmelo jumped and do cuts and they just beat him up. <laughs> I'm like, is this a heel turn? Like, what is going on? Oh, God. They beat the mess out of this man. I was like, <laughs> it was so weird. I'm like, all right. <laughs> JC Jane, Gigi Dolan, and Mandy were in the back and they were talking about this was the real Mandy Rose and whatever. So, Oh God! JC and Gigi face Casey Casey and Caden Carter. Uh, but before that, Pete Dunn and Rich Holland jumped Kyle O'Reilly in the back and uh, took him out the photo four way. Uh, Mandy attacked Kenzaro for the DQ and she revealed her new look. She has brown hair now. So disappointed in that. And she wears all black. I'm like, look, main roster. Uh, I'm like, look, WWE got enough blondes, okay? Yeah. She's fine as hell now, boy. She was already fine. Now she like. Even better wine. This is true, oh. Robert. For whatever reason, every time okay. they turn okay. they get hotter. I don't know. But why. you guys know me. You, you guys know me, though. I, I personally like that other. But I'm not going to disagree either, though. She, Robert, how you say, bring her up. Robert, how you gonna say you like blondes and your your girl not even blonde? What is you talking? Exactly. About? What? There's a what? Your girl got brown uh, hair. What are you talking about? Actually, red hair. Still, either way, it's not blonde. <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, just saying on her, but I, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying I was disappointed. She does look good. Because when I and... said Manny had brown hair, this man put a mad face on that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I did, huh? I'm like, really, Robert? Okay. I don't know. Oh so, God. what happened with that? She just stopped no, she... teaming with Dana Brooke? Yeah. That's literally what happened. Like, she's on TV with Dana, and I don't think Dana's been on TV since they broke up. Right, because Mandy was the star of the group. Dan, no one cares about all fucking Dana broke. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, she's blonde though, and you like blonde. Yeah, she's not a good look. She's not the good blonde though. She's the trashy blonde. You can just tell. Stop that. Either way, I'm just saying. So yeah, because the apparently what the rumor was was that they traded Mandy to NXT for Aaliyah, and Aaliyah yeah. hasn't been on TV either. No, she hasn't. She's been on like she's main event and I think dark matches. <laughs> oh, she's a, she's another one. Have funny catering. Great trade. Also, speaking of people who weren't on TV, for some reason they canceled the Raquel Gonzalez Frankie Monet title match, and nowhere on this show were either of them mentioned or why that match got canceled. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you had to have a segment for Duke Hudson getting jumped, I guess. For real. <laughs> we need to watch him get jumped for five minutes instead of explaining. You could have easily just said that Frankie Monet said she wasn't ready and she postponed the match for later, or Raquel got jumped by Jesse Kamir or something. Like, there are ways you could get Something around this. Has it. Yeah. Maybe Robert Stone, maybe. Maybe Robert Stone misheard what Regal said and it was two weeks, not one week. Like, I don't know something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Instead, it was just like, yeah, no, this match we said was going to happen. It's not happening. And we're not even going to mention either of the people involved. So, um, so Manny attacked Kenzer for the DQ and then Saray made the save. So this turned into a six woman tag. Fairly decent six woman tag. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Jane distracted Carter and then Rose pinned her after her running knee. God, I hope they don't put the title on Mandy Rose. Ooh, I just God, thought about no. that. I like Mandy, kind of, but no. But the way they're pushing her, though, they're obviously going to... Like, I don't, I don't even know she, if they're pushing her. She wasn't her. anytime just, soon. I don't even think they're even pushing her. They're just giving her, like, a new... Not pushing, well, pushing, but they're just giving her a new look. 
to see how well, that's going to work. And they put Gigi and JC with her to get them over. They're with giving her, they're giving her an edge, and they're giving her a uh, group of women. So it's kind of like, what was that group that Paige had with her? Absolution. It's gonna, it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be what Absolution was gonna be. She's learning much. a new hold, which I'm fine with it because more Gigi Dolan on my TV. I'm 100 for. Well, and I was gonna say maybe this brings this brings to one of those two girls, the new girls getting a title shot, and if that works, I'm sure. Than Mandy. I'm sure they'll get a tag title shot. I'm sure they're positioning JC and Gigi to get a tag title shot. I don't know why they have NXT Women Tag Titles. That's just way too much. Because Triple H got mad that. <laughs> Vince finessed him on the women's titles on the women's tag titles. Oh, I hindsight being 2020, I get that. Like, I get that's a knee jerk reaction, and that's how you react to it. But I mean, because I, I would have been mad too. I don't know what the real reason is, but I would have been mad too. Like, they made this whole tournament right <laughs> to be like, yeah, whoever wins this tournament is going to face uh, who were the champs at the time, Nia and Shayna. Was it Nia and Shayna? Yeah, it was Nia and Shayna for like the yeah. tag titles, and that match did that match even happen? Or was I it really think it happened, bro? It either it either didn't happen or it was like a really quick match or something, and then it was just like, nah. Surely it's just like, okay, bump y'all. I'm just gonna give them. I'm just gonna make my own. Um, Indy Hartwell <laughs> and her bridesmaids were in the back, and Ridge Holland faced Drake Maverick, and that was when Regal announced like Kyle wasn't gonna be in the title match due to injury, but he was gonna be replaced by Von Wagner. The guy, hey. the guy that helped Kyle, which he didn't really help Kyle. All he did was like show up. The heels ran off, and he like threw a chair in their well, direction, that's good. in their general that's direction. Good. A baby face, Hampton baby face. That's what I like to see. Um, Holland pin Maverick after Northern Grit. I thought Drake Maverick was back on Raw. I guess, see, not. And, and that's the problem too. It's like how how am I supposed to care about Drake Maverick when he shows up when he, like you expect me to pop for him when he shows up on Raw when I just see him lose on NXT in 20 seconds but no but eh, with that on Raw he was always part of the 24-7 crew anyway on Raw so it wouldn't have mattered because when he came out I guess they expected this huge pop for him but nobody really reacted <laughs> right because he's too busy getting fucking beat up on NXT no Everyone because watches. I don't think it, I don't think no because I don't think anybody really remembered Drake Maverick because before then when was the last time he was even on Raw it had yeah, been like a, two he, years yeah I mean yeah but still he didn't he manage a, AOP didn't he manage AOP and did go to the 24-7 title or was it the 24-7 he, he was the GM of 205 which was fine and then he managed AOP for like a month. Which was horrible. Where, which was weird because on 205, they rarely mentioned that he actually, because what, I think, I think Mike Kanellis brought it up one time when he was like, you're too busy doing stuff on Raw to like be a general manager. And he was like, what I do on my, what do he say? What I do on my off time is not your business or something like that. And I'm like, wait, Raw's your off time? What the, but it was weird. Um, then after yeah. that, he was part of the 24-7 stuff with him and R-Truth were like the highlight of that whole division because R-Truth is just hilarious. And Drake Maverick's whole thing was that he could not have sex with his wife unless he won that title. And I guess he never had sex with his wife because eventually he got traded to SmackDown and Truth was on Raw. So no, he got he got traded. No, he stayed on Raw and Truth got traded to SmackDown. So he just wasn't part of the 24-7 stuff anymore. <laughs> then he... Then he went down to NXT, then he got fired, then they rehired him, and here we are. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, poor, poor guy. So Tommaso Ciampa had an interview, or 
a promo actually after this he said nxt 2.0 was about chaos and young athletes shooting their shot but it isn't about them right now it's about the nxt title and he says uh when you think about the title, you think about him and it's been 908 days since he's had the title i'm like dang that's over two years and he was like the greatest nxt champion before cole showed up so the creed brothers faced dan jarman and trevor skelly and this guy named Tony D'Angelo had a promo, but um, I like the Creed Brothers, to be honest. Aside from their generic look, uh, they're they're shooters, so that, that's that's always a plus. They're legit shoot wrestlers. Um, they got fire. They look like they really lay their stuff in. They need some more seasoning, but you know they they could do some with those two dudes. Uh, Julius Pinskelly after I think it was Skelly after a basement clothesline then Malcolm Bivens juice Ivy Nile the female in their group she looked pretty cute and then Kushida just randomly showed back up <laughs> yeah I'm excited about and that and then he wants Kushida's to face Roger guy. Strong and then Bivens said the match is going to be next week wait so, so who's the cruiserweight champion right now Kushida yeah still Kushida so we had this NXT championship match Pete Dunn versus LA Knight versus Von Wagner versus Tommaso Ciampa so Champa pin night after the fairytale ending. So he's the new NXT champion. Oh, Woo. the same boring NXT. All right. Anyway, go on. You want to talk about boring? We're about to talk about Dynamite. And how shit that show was. But oh, <laughs> NXT was a way shittier show. That's why no one watches it. Nah. Yeah. It's better than this Dynamite. Jesus uh, Christ. No, I actually watched a really good Dynamite. It was great. And it wasn't this. Besides week's. the ending. Mm. Who was that? Yeah, you don't even know who's even at the end of Dynamite. That's how shitty it was. No, so, no, no, I'm watching the football game. <laughs> <laughs> watching the football game. See, see, was... you watch, you rather watch football than watch Dynamite. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. I'm watching the football just, game now, idiot. Oh my god. Thursday, Thursday night football, Ricky. It's Thursday night. Shut the fuck up. It's Thursday night. It's Thursday night. John Moxley and Suzuki was in the fucking main event of AEW Dynamite. So anyway, go on. That was Talk last week's age. That was last week's Dynamite. No, that was this week's Dynamite. Last night was John Moxley and Eddie Kingston oh in the main gosh. event against 2.0, which I have no idea why that was the main event, but that was. And Wait, what? Suzuki on, on, came on. out to get his revenge. All right, are you guys done? Oh, yeah. Are you guys no, ready? Because Andy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis had this wedding, and it went on for 15 years, and I died a little inside. That was probably the best oh, segment on the show. Oh, no. Robert getting a little angry over here. The best thing on the show is when I turn it off. <laughs> like this, man. It was, oh, my God. This segment went on for 15 years, and I kept looking oh, no, up. I was surprised about that wedding, though. There was no shenanigans with that wedding. That's what I was, I was really surprised about. It wouldn't have made it memorable. I thought Johnny was going to super kick Dexter or something. Like, I, I don't know. You don't think if someone came out of the fucking ring, like Kane, and just, like, took someone out, that would have been made it more memorable? It would have made it watchable. Someone someone having a heart attack? Didn't Teddy Long have a heart attack at his wedding? Yeah. Hey, can we cool it on a heart attack jokes? Yeah, after what happened to Triple H. But just yeah, <laughs> So Loomis choked out the priest, and I thought that's when Damian Priest would show back up, but no, Beth just took over because she got ordained, because you can do that. And uh Indy and Dexter got married. Jesus Christ. Hopefully this means all this nonsense is over with. And freaking what the what am I talking? Okay. 
and Champa was watching in the back for some reason. Then Braun Breaker showed up and he congratulated Champa on his win. And Champa, <laughs> I felt like Champa was trying to laugh when he said his name. He was like, "Thank you, Braun Breaker." That was just unintentionally hilarious. Thank you, Braun Breaker. Then they just did the most tense handshake ever in the show went off, and I'm like, hopefully this makes more sense next week. Because this show was weird as hell. Jesus Christ. Ready to talk about uh, Dynamite so Robert can have a connection fit? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll put it like this. I thought AEW was was uh, good, but I don't think it was better than Raw overall as the ending of Raw was really good for Big E. And then the response for that was to have Suzuki come back to attack Moxley in the main event. And yeah, I was like, really, AEW? Let's, let's... I'm sorry. Let's, let's go over this. Let's go down piece. to... It's agonizing yes, piece. the first... Punk came out on commentary, match. so we had a four-man booth yes. tonight for at least a part of the show. Excalibur was back. That didn't make me happy. Yeah, so it made Punk... Yeah, I know. No, Punk no. Could have at least wore sports right to this. All. Punk could have at least wore sports nope. to this. But you know, nope, he, wore, wrong. he wore his hoodie. What am I wrong about? What? This is objectively what happened. Everything. Punk came out not wearing a sports jacket. Could at least wear he came out in his hoodie looking like a bum. He looks like how Robert dreams he wants to dress, and he just <laughs> <laughs> he just came Tell out. About the high school jokes, Jesus. Came out, just sat at the booth. I'm like, I okay, bet you cool. this one segment would got way better ratings than NXT. But Robert, go on. No one's talking about NXT. This is dynamite. Stay on top. Exactly. That's why no one watches it. You, Rike, what did I tell you on the group chat? <laughs> we can't Listen, even say anyway. Any, we can't say anything bad about AEW. He gets so he gets so bit out of shape when you disagree with him or something. Like, bruh, no, it's not, just, it's not disagreeing. It's just you guys are having this one-sided mindset about one thing, and you can't enjoy the show. What are you and, he, what? and because of that mindset, where are you guys? Not- did I not just do oh like a God. 20 minute recap of NXT talking about how weird that mess was and some stuff yes. I didn't like in it? <laughs> right, but but you're not going to admit that AEW was a better show than NXT. No matter how weird you thought NXT was, they were both no mid. How... They were both mid. Like, what are you no. talking about? I don't think AEW was mid. The best segment on. I enjoyed on... it. You know what the best segment on this show was? There were two was of Taz... them. There were two no, of them was... and they weren't matches. It was MJF's promo and it was Dan Lambert's promo. Okay, that's way up. better than no. Well, okay, that's better than NXT is. Robert, we're not talking about NXT. We're no, talking about Dynamite. Like yeah. Jesus Christ, stop doing it. You sound like everybody. Uh, okay, else. you know what? You no, sound like Twitter right now. For real, like Twitter come to life. Yeah. Well, anyway. but it was better than NXT. We're not even talking about that. Adam Cole faced Frankie Kazarian. Great match. <laughs> All right, match. Cole pinned Kazarian after the last See? shot. We're not watching the same show. We did. We just had different opinions. That's called life. No, you get no, used to no, it. No. Look, you can be mad some other time. Now, I uh, like Adam Cole's new attire. I was hoping he would debut the jacket sooner or later. That jacket was kind of butt. It was too big. Um, it's the whole point that the jacket's too big. Yeah, it makes him look five. <laughs> Why would you wear a tight jacket? Didn't he definitely look like he shopped at Baby Shark? Make yourself look bigger. <laughs> Oh my god! They're making a shop him look like Baby Gap, though. I don't know how. I don't know. Robert, did you know there's a size between too big and too small? It's called just right. <laughs> he could have worn a jacket that was his size, like. No, no, you gotta wear a bigger jacket to get some room in there. You know what I mean? To get sweaty. Going down the ring. 
Shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> Shut up. Stop it. Hanging on the jacket, all right? The jacket was cool. The entrance was way better. The pop was better. It sounded like a takeover pop to me. Sure. Sure, boo boo. If that's if that's what you want to believe. Um so he cut a promo and he said hope was a dangerous thing. The locker room hopes they can keep up with the elite, but they can't. I don't think a lot of the elite I don't think a lot of the locker room want to keep up with the elite. Um Can he just leave the group already? Can all of them just disband already? There are way too many of them. He said Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage got under his skin and he challenged him to a six man tag. It's him and the Bucks. <laughs> CM Punk said, CM Punk was just like, if everyone loves Jungle Boy, if Jungle Boy gets under your skin, you're the problem. I thought that was pretty funny. He gets under my skin when he's playing promos. In the ring, though, he's fine. In the ring, though, he's good, actually. No, I'm not gonna he, are he's you going to talk about the Jungle Boy promo, too, by the way? He barely said anything. <laughs> Thank that's, God. That's, so, that's, that's the best part. That's, I think Christian realizes he's not a good promo either, so he I just think interrupts him. I think that's why he. I think that's that's literally why Christian is there because Jungle Boy cannot cut promos. <laughs> so <laughs> Christian's there, just be like, yeah, I'll take this over. Uh, and he announced the Super Click was back and no one could stop them. Um, Super Luch- Click, terrible. Lucha Bros and Butcher and Blade had a vignette. They got a tag title match on Rampage. Who cares about the Butcher and the Blade? Right, they have a tag team title match? I yeah. missed that. I was cooking. Yeah, on Rampage. <laughs> the thought of him cooking. Well, that's good for the that's yeah. good for the butcher and the blade. Apparently they're the number one contenders. I don't keep up with the freaking rankings, but Yeah. I, according to a promo <laughs> later, neither does AEW. So yeah, Butcher and Blade. I don't know who's like, yeah, Butcher and Blade versus Lucha Brothers. I'm like That's a tag match, all right. Uh Fuego Del Sol had a promo. Um, Rike, Ooh. I know this is your dude, but you might want to tell him to take better bets because he was talking about his new car with Sammy Guevara and he was going to put it... <laughs> Fuego Del Sol. And he was going to put look, his car on the look. line against Miro's TNT title. I'm like, what? Look, I can't help the fact that he said something <laughs> from time to time. Look, the views he expresses on AEW do not look like those <laughs> from wrestling. Okay. Just yeah, he out. was like, I don't know, it was just weird because he was like, man, yeah, I like my new car, but I'd give anything. He's like, I'd give it all up to have another shot at Miro. And then Sammy Guevara was like, is that a challenge? And then Fuego was like, you know what? Yeah, Miro, I'll put my car on the line against your TNT title. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I forgot about that. He did I... <laughs> because... So I guess if Miro wins, he gets a new car. <laughs> wow. There's stakes. There's stakes on the line. It makes it important. That's so stupid. This car that Fuego okay. just got. <laughs> like, no, like, he's I hope, stupid. He's I hope... putting a car on the line that he just got. That's fucking stupid. Uh, hit him with the car. I hope... <laughs> Take oh. the title. <laughs> no, at least pull up with a brick. Like Craig did, shit. Like you go, that's what you go need. Like if I was there, I'd be like, man, you better get a brick. You better get your ass beat out here at the streets. <laughs> so talking M- about put a car on the line. MJF came to the ring for one of the best segments think, of the night. Yes, uh, I, <laughs> MJF killed it again. He said everyone had sympathy for BPJ, but they should have sympathy for him instead, and talk crap about New Jersey and say he doesn't care. People got offended at what he said last week, and he talked to the late great Brian Pillman. He was looking at the ground because apparently Brian Pillman's in hell, according to MJF. And he roasted <laughs> BPJ. 
and he declared <laughs> that if he showed up in Queens, he was gonna massacre him. And then BPJ's music hit, and then he ran off MGF and Warlow with a chair. Uh, yeah, he's they're trying to build him up as a squeaky clean baby face. I wish they just build him up as a just a normal face, but yeah. Uh, then he had a then they showed like this interview he had with Jim Ross. And he was like, mm-hmm. he said, JR knows his family history better than anyone. And he f- said he felt he let his family down last week. And he said he and MJF are not the same. And he wasn't stepping into the ring with a normal man. He was facing a pill, man. I was like, all right, that match should be good. BBJ is good. MJF's good. Uh, then we had this Jurassic Express Christian Cage interview. <laughs> you know, the only boy was talking about some mess. Somebody he has better friends and better hair than Adam Cole. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, Chris Jericho legitly, not Chris Jericho. Christian legit says, "What do you say?" He's like, "I don't know. Adam Cole has better better hair than yes. you." Yes. Well, he has some good friends. He said he does have some good friends. He said the elite use their EVP stats to drag Cole's sorry ass out of developmental. And so he started, and he was used to losing the Wednesday night war, so he better get used to losing the Friday night one. I was like, all right. Christian. Uh, I, I laughed at that only because I thought it's funny because it's like everyone views NXT as developmental. So I guess that's like the, the line they go to, to to get a little jab in. Pretty much. Even though I'm sure Cole was drawing better ratings on that than Christian was since he got there. But probably. Yeah. probably that's since like the one person you can't, talk, you can't talk shit on in the Wednesday Night War was Adam Cole. He was actually pushing ratings. Him and like Keith Lee when Keith Lee was at top. Now I'm right, yeah, Keith, Keith doing. Lee. Oh, dude, don't let this place. So FTR faced Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. Where is Matt Seidel's brother? Is he hurt too? Because I know Dante Martin's brother is. Oh, uh, shit. That's what I was going to look up last night, but I forgot because I thought it was weird that they're not teaming up the Seidel brothers. Nah, anymore. be real. You didn't forget. You just don't care about Mike Seidel. <laughs> no, because he's not that good. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think Dante Martin is really good, and pairing him up with Evan Bourne is better because Evan Bourne can show him the ways. You know what I mean? They're the same Dante size. Martin is solid. I just, um, I like. I just wish he milked his comeback a little bit more. Like when he got right, FTR right. down, I wish he got like stayed and absorbed the moment, but they had to keep going. But Wheeler pin Martin after the Shatter Machine. They called it the Big Rig. Wasn't that also called something else before then? Like the the what was it called something based off the midnight express when they first started using it the, the all midnight, night all night midnight something like that i don't know the midnight shatter machine i don't rock know. and roll midnight i don't remember lance archer had a promo after this with suzuki and he said moxley had everyone in his corner last week but that wasn't gonna be the case in new york and then he challenged him and eddie kings into a tag match against himself and suzuki at grand slam that, that's gonna be fun I, you I had to tell me. You had to tell me about it. I each other. You had to tell me about that because I am watching. That has two people I do. Not. That has two people I do not don't. like in it. Of course you don't. I don't care for John Moxley, and I have never liked Lance Archer. <laughs> no, that's a lie. I liked him a little bit when he was in TNA, and then for later in life, I'm like, why did I like him? He's not. <laughs> when I saw him in New Japan, I was just like, everyone was like, yeah, he's the best big man in the business. And I saw him in New Japan, and I'm like, where? <laughs> like I, I don't see it. He's not horrible, but I just don't care for him too much. And he does that. And he does the freaking his version of the old school. Like every single match, did Taker do old school in every match? Probably. Not every match. Uh, not every match. I know when he was the American badass. That's when he started doing it a lot more. But yeah, I still when, don't think it when was, he was in every match. Juice to the gills doing that. Uh, Malachi Black had a promo and. 
Rosario Dawson yeah, in the was crowd. This, that was the third best thing in the, the night. Rosario I Dawson. I was about to say, yeah, that segment was that was dope. That whole segment was dope. No, it Didn't wasn't. Someone Cody throw a beer at Malachi. I wouldn't doubt it. Cody came back and maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I don't think Cody got that big of a pop when he came back. Mm, no, hey. but let's let's just say that. That, that I mean, he's on and off TV. What do you expect? AW you know fans I mean? don't care for Cody like that anymore too much. No, because they kind of get what he does. He's kind of less like Cody, uh, what his father was. Kind of like more at this stage of his career, he's more promoter than wrestler. He don't promote nothing but his own shows. Exactly, still promoting. He's more Booker. The yeah, the Booker. He's the Booker. Right, what did I say, promoter. He can Booker, book it off. He's the Booker. He can book it off my TV. How about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. That Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes match is gonna be fucking awesome. I yeah, can't wait Cody for Grand gets Slam. His, yeah, until Cody gets his win back. I don't think he's gonna win. I think you keep him off TV for a little bit longer. That's all they do is keep him off TV. <laughs> they exactly. So why the fuck should he win? I don't know. You tell me that. Why did Cody beat freaking Anthony Gogo? Who knows? They haven't did... used it. They haven't used Anthony. I think they're gonna use Black. They could have used a go-go if Cody didn't beat him. <laughs> he just beat him flat. Haven't seen a go-go since. Oh, my hey, God. It might be on Dark. Speaking of that, you know Dark is in uh, Universal Studios now. Huh. Too bad I don't watch it. I'm still not going to watch it, but at least it's a good <laughs> new look for them. They just got it. It's too much. It's too much. They got four shows. Like I'd rather watch Elevation and Rampage. And then Elevation's, the same. Elevation's the same as Dark. How many matches do they have on Elevation? Probably six. I don't know. I don't watch Elevation. Uh, it's better than 14. I'd rather watch six and 14. I'd rather just not watch either. Like, what, you got to uh, force, well, you got to put that on the YouTube show, and then you, we got to act like these matches matter. And I'm like, it's like they're that dark. When they, as soon as they announced it to be in Universal, I immediately thought, well, obviously, Dark is their NXT. If that's how they're viewing it as. Then who's training them? Because obviously a lot of these people aren't Them's being trained very well because there's themselves. a match later. And well, there's a match I'm later hoping. where I was like, woof. Dean Malenko and I hope someone's training them. Someone hope better Aren't be they training being trained him. by Dustin and QT? And who wants to be trained by QT? QT is but <laughs> Nobody cares about QT. He's the Barry Horowitz of the AEW. Stop doing Barry Horowitz like that. Uh, the Bunny no, had Barry a promo. Barry Horowitz is pretty good. She talked about Anna Jay. Nobody cares. Anna Jay had that's, a, that's another Dark feud. That's what I was so confused about. All the <laughs> clips they were showing was from Dark. I was just like, bro, I haven't seen a, uh, Anna Jay wrestle not one time on AEW Dynamite. Like, but I guess now she, she came is. Back? The I, bunny. Yeah, I guess since she came back, she hasn't. Um, no, Anna, she's been all on Dark. That's it. Anna Jay had an interview. Then Evil Uno interrupted him. Something he was going to lead her to victory. Then dark order fought and i didn't care yes come on marcel this is what you've been wanting why Robert, don't you care i've been now? wanting them off my tv i don't give a shit if they're together or broken up i don't want to look at fuck, any of these how the hell do you get them off the tv you have to break them up first you just don't take them off tv that's horrible storyline metaphorically kill them i don't care drop them from a plane <laughs> i just don't want to look at them anymore like dark order been butt since the beginning so like they've been trash since the beginning like, I think they're going to try to do something with Brody Lee. He didn't rest. God bless the dead, but he didn't do much for them when he got there. Well, I think they were just starting to, because wasn't like right before he died is when he started recruiting like Anna Jay and Coca Bana. It was like a few months before he passed. Yeah, that he had on them. 
Um, Dan Lambert, the this is like this was the third this is best their thing on version the show. of Marcel. That yeah, Dan Lambert totally reminds me of uh, Marcel because he was right. Thank no. you. No, <laughs> because almost everything he said was right. Now, Alex Enrique, you tell me if what this man said was true because I'm gonna tell you what he said. Let me say again. Yeah, Dan Lambert said, said when he was cutting his promo with his 50 people in the ring. Jesus Christ! But Paige Van Zet was one of them. They did not announce Paige whatsoever. I was so disappointed. I didn't know which one she was. I've heard the name Paige Van Zet, but there were like two blonde chicks in there. I didn't know who was who. That's the I short saw G- one. I saw Junior Dos Santos in there, but. Uh, so he said when he was young, you know who the popular wrestler is by going to the merchandise stand. But now it says more about the fans of AEW because all the shirts of men's small and women's extra large were sold out. <laughs> Come on. That's not true. Come on. Then he said after he said, if y'all don't like my promo, something along those lines, the crowd can go back to the race schedule program where a 5'8", 149 pound dork will throw 22 super kicks, come into the highest balcony in the building, do a backflip through six tables onto his lifeless opponent, who will kick out at two. Yes. That was true. Okay. But that was funny though. That's so that now, one thing that man out. said was false. I said this is supposed to be his gimmick, but why is he right? Heels are not supposed to be right. <laughs> at least not in this instance. That's why I was getting mad at WB when they were booking Kevin Owens in certain spots. I was like, Kevin is hundred percent right. Why is he right? <laughs> she shouldn't be right, damn it. Um, I should not be agreeing with this heel. So well, the, a, the AEW fans don't agree with them, of course. So that's all that matters. So he's doing the right thing. So this segment was instantly ruined when Chris Jericho came out. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to talk about the best part. When Jericho, when the crowd starts singing Jericho's song, what did he say? Remember? Uh, He totally pulled a Rike and Marcel. That nobody was this, I like, didn't. Turn this, turn this shit off right now. Turn this shit off now i don't want to hear this singing i don't want to hear this crap at all oh i didn't get to that part because i knew as soon as jericho came out the crowd will be singing judas for like 30 seconds so i fast forwarded a little bit because i didn't oh, want to no. hear them singing he streamed into the mic straight up and said cut that shit off it was the funniest thing i, I was it. just like oh marcel enrique would love this right now then jericho and then said cut it off. that's the funniest thing too they cut it off right when he said they cut it so off they just listened to him in the back this random guy disparaging the whole show tony was like yeah cut it off no i'm tired of listening they, they, to it no, the, the, the crowd starts singing it after they cut it yeah, off to I piss him off more. So Jericho said he, I think he said he loved the song and they would sing Lambert's, but no one knows the worst. I'm a fat faced dipshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, they just sang Judas. So clearly they do, Chris. But anyway, Lambert calls Jericho a master manipulator who will do anything to get people to buy his books and records. Well, I mean, I don't listen to Fozzie. That's how you make money. I don't listen to Fozzie. And I got two of Jericho's books. Two? Yeah, I got two of Jericho's books, but yes, that is what you do if you want to make some money. You should you should listen to all that remains, so that was a pretty good album. <sighs> Damn. <laughs> Rigo's like, no. <laughs> he hadn't said nothing for minutes, but he said no. Uh Jericho said Lambert used scare tactics to get what he wants, but he and Hager weren't intimidated. He said that Hager's undefeated in MMA fights. I'm like, yeah, he also has a one-note contest from hitting a dude in the balls too much. So fuck Jake Hager's record. Junior Santos was fuck his life up. But, and he got himself into it with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg and it didn't die. I was like, okay, yes, the Goldberg shoot fight was hilarious and Goldberg deserved that. But the only reason you weren't murdered by Brock Lesnar is because everybody got involved and really the only reason you weren't fired was because Triple H stood up for you. Might want to, might want to tell what really happened, Chris. But, you know, I mean, if you don't want to sing Judas, Chris has some other great hits like um, 
Capital Riot. That, that, that was a good one. COVID Fever. It's another good. That's another good song of his. Um, Selfish. That's probably his biggest fucking hit. Do, does anybody want to see Jericho face? This is really Jericho's next view. Dan Lambert. No, it's uh, it's going to be Jericho and Hager with uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio. Sky. I know, but Dan Lambert is there. So really, this feud is between Jericho and Dan Lambert. And I swear Jericho is the only person that really likes to use Jake Hager because I don't think anybody else cares about Jake Hager when he comes out. Jim Ross. Because Jim Ross is enamored by the fact that he's a shoot wrestler, which I used to be. Well, that's a, he just that's can't a, work. That's a blue chipper right there. That's blue chipper. He hasn't done right shit there. since... And, but there he is, Jake Hager. So this promo happened afterwards that pretty much proved that AEW's win-loss record is total garbage because Billy, the gun club, had a promo and Billy said that he and his sons are all undefeated in tag action. They in any combination. Cutting down, yeah. In any combination, whether it's Austin and Colt as a team or Billy and Austin or Billy and Colt or all three of them as a trios, they're undefeated. I was like, then why aren't you the number of contenders for the tag titles? <laughs> like, yeah, how the on? fuck did the Butcher and the Blade get a tag team title shot? I, who you asking? I don't know. I would need to go to uh, have a little press conference to Tony Khan. Let's see, just talk to all the to, fans now. Somebody, they need to quit sucking him off at these media scrums and ask him the real questions. How do y'all keep up with these win-loss records? Because clearly y'all don't. <laughs> because people begin title shots, they shouldn't begin title shots. <laughs> Right, the Butcher to Blade, great workers, but they don't deserve a title shot. The Gun Club does. It's like logic. So give it to the Gun Club. Just let them lose real quick and... Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just like they're not going to fucking win anyway. So fucking just have the match on a dynamite, dark, something. On a dynamite? Maybe you don't put no title world. match on dark. <laughs> put that on a dynamite maybe, or a rampage. <laughs> put it on a dark, maybe it'll get me to watch it. Um, And that's why they attacked Paul White. I'm like... I remember when they when they attacked Paul White, the crowd barely reacted. <laughs> no one wants to see that. No one cares about Billy Gunn. I'm sorry. No one cares about Billy Gunn in AEW. Like it just, they want to care for the the sons, but I mean Jesus Christ, when he says stuck the Billy Gunn all the fucking time, it doesn't help. Well, they don't have much personality, so being with their dad's the only way they're gonna get over. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, they better go fucking find a personality there in AEW. They're gonna get lost in the shuffle real fast. Man, they just hire people that already got lost in the shuffle. <laughs> so, as evidenced by this promo that's gonna happen after this match. With Cian Andrade. With, I like looking at Jade Cargill, right? Beautiful black queen. Oh my God, yeah. This match with Layla bad. Hirsch was. Pretty ooh, bad. This was yeah, rough. Yeah. And it went through a break. Yeah. Yes, they did it. That's another thing. Okay, so I thought this dynamite was good, but the one thing, and they're working out the kinks, although they're still kinks, but they're working them out. The one thing that still pisses me off is they're a pitcher to pitcher every fucking match. Like, come the fuck on, dude. I don't want to see Jay Cargill suck at selling for fucking three minutes on a commercial. Like, who's going to sit there and be like, oh, man. I can't miss this Jade Cargill Layla Hirsch match. Like, I better not change the I, channel. Like, okay. Jade is one one of my favorites in AEW actually, and I like her a lot. But she is not good at selling, and she needs to lay her shit in more. She's not good at working. This is what happens when you just hire people and then just put them straight to TV with no training. Especially when you try to hide it with the undefeated record. It's just like Goldberg, but worse, because at least Goldberg looks like he was killing people. She was like, oh yeah, she's had all her matches are like. It's like she's had three wins in under two minutes. So let's give her an eight-minute match with a commercial break. 
Not a good idea. No. <laughs> like, but she won after a glam slam, so. Yeah, no, I like her finisher. You know, I think you should keep her on like dark elevation and rampage. And then when she's ready, then start putting her more on dynamite. I wouldn't even put her on rampage. Do not put her on prime time. Just keep her on dark and dark elevation until she's good enough to be on TV. Okay, yeah, that works fine too. But I'm just saying, you, like you said, you just need a. Like, if you're going to have her do the Goldberg thing, that's when she can do her squash matches. And then when she's on dark and elevation, that's when she can put in the work and actually, you know, work. And then when she comes up on Rampage, just have her beat up some bitch because she, I mean, she is a pretty tall, tall girl. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's not like if she beats someone in eight seconds, it's not going to be unbelievable. Andrade El Idolo had a promo with his subtitles, even though he was speaking English. I I feel bad that they're just now starting to use this guy. He's been assigned to him for like two months, three months. This right? Man, when did he sign? At least two months ago. This man gonna it's call Charlotte. This man gonna call Charlotte up <laughs> in a couple of months and be like, "Hey, ask Vince if I can come back." <laughs> or he'll call up Triple H since he's still since he's still cool with Triple H. He's like, "Can I come back to NXT?" I can see Andre Day coming back just simply because I don't see Charlotte going anywhere. Yeah, they were like, Cornette was like, they're trying to run Charlotte off to AEW. I'm like, if Charlotte goes to AEW, I would be legit surprised. Like, legit, legit surprised. No, that's one of the girls they built from the ground up. She's a WWE girl through and through. She won't go anywhere. So, like, I couldn't even imagine Charlotte going to AEW. Like, because you... you know damn well they're not going to give her the title belts in AEW. You know, even though she'd objectively be the, <laughs> even though she'd objectively be the best female worker there, probably when she yeah, got she there, would. she would. <laughs> it's like, but they wouldn't give her a belt. It's just like, Whoa. you better earn that. You better earn that seventeenth title reign that you think you're just going to get handed. I didn't earn it by being better than every girl here. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Because if I she, mean, legit- she is one she is one of the best though. It's not like she is the best, but she's up there. It's not, not like if she like left AEW, like who would be on her level after her? Nobody nobody. Britt's not on her level, not right now. No. She could probably hang with Charlotte on the mic, but that's about it. She couldn't hang with her in the ring. No, definitely not. Um I guess Thunder Rosa. Maybe well, yeah, Thunder yeah, Rosa. Thunder, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is a better worker than Charlotte. She'd be the only one better than Charlotte. And Serena Deeb. They would, they, yeah, they're better than her. Work-wise, yeah, they're better than her. Um, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb would be the only two, and they're veteran. They're like veteran veterans, so of course they would be. But like everybody else, no. Closest would be what, Ruby Soho? Yeah, no. but Ruby was always just she, okay at best. You know what I mean? She's not... Elite level, like the four horse women. Well, at least you're not saying like Rike. Rike used to be like, man, Ruby sucks. <laughs> I remember oh, when no, he told me dad. that. I remember when he told me that a couple years ago. I think it was Don't worry. maybe it was around my the dad's... time when she was facing Rhonda. <laughs> Rike was my like, dad said the same like, thing. My, my, I was just like, I tried to put my, put Ruby over with my dad. I was like, yeah, you know, Ruby sent to AEW. My dad's like, Ruby, she sucks. <laughs> Like, Your dad was like, they could good have for AEW. They got someone who sucks. I was just like, well, I mean, damn. I, she she did put over Ronda. She made Ronda look good. I mean, I don't think she sucks. Oh, yeah. It was like Ruby. she hung in there. She was Your a dad, good utility girl. Your dad was like, good. They can have her. <laughs> we all know who the true star of the Riot Squad was. It was Liv all along. No, no, she said Liv was trash too, but Liv has got better. 
No, Li yeah, well, Liv got way better. Wasn't that rumor going around that everybody liked Liv, like how she was progressing? That's one of the main reasons she's still there. That's how, that's how you get titles and that's how you get more money. You didn't they, give her that, didn't they give her that weird look? Well, this was after everybody was talking about how good she was. But before that, they gave her that weird lesbian storyline with Lana. I think they still take pictures with each other on Instagram and stuff like that. So I'm I don't sure know how do. much of a storyline that is. I'm legit surprised Lana hasn't shown up in AW yet. But that probably proves that Lana really didn't want to wrestle if she hasn't gone where her husband is. Exactly. She's She was never passionate about wrestling. She was passionate about money and looking good. When you look like that. Anyway, uh, we're almost, almost done. We're almost done. Um, yeah, this Jade Cargill-Layla Hirsch match. And Layla Hirsch, she's decent in ring. She's needs some personality. So. Mm -hmm. They're starting to build her up a little bit now, too. So I'm happy for that. They just need to build their women's division up. Taz and Hook, you know what? You know how they would um, build their women's division up? Shining Charlotte. No, actually bringing over some of the impact women. Impact girls, yeah, because they're really good to impact women. Uh, Taz and Hook confronted Punk on commentary. Then Powerhouse Hobbs jumped good. Punk from she behind. Didn't like this? You didn't like this one? Yeah, because Punk got hurt. <laughs> That's messed up. He didn't really get hurt. I hope not. It did look kind of stiff, that powerbomb, bro. Or what yeah, because that, that table really didn't buckle. That's why. No, it didn't. And you can tell he kind of smushed him in there to make it buckle. And I was just like, oh, God. This is going to be just like right back all over again. Punk did not hate wrestling. Did y'all not pre-cut that table? <laughs> or whatever y'all got to do with that table to make it break I don't think they did, bro. I think they just left it. <laughs> so Punk just went through this table like <laughs> pretty, well, pretty actually he didn't even go through the table he went on the table and it bent a and little bit Punk and tables man if it's not right back missing the table or tables is not breaking on it I just like stop. Powerhouse Hobbs though he 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 has potential to be stop great stop table spots <laughs> I, much, I, I like Powerhouse yeah but that was... he said he didn't want to sign with WWE how much you want to bet that if he signed Vince would have confused him with Big E more than once it's uh they would assign them as Biggie's e. long and long brother coming for revenge. It's Biggie. He was like, uh, uh, actually, sir, I'm 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 Will Hobbs. Oh, where's Biggie? <laughs> By the way, what's it? Hey, uh, can you guys just fact check me here? Because I was trying to figure it out too. So on Monday, just sidetracked real fast. When Big E beat Bobby Lashley, that's the second time ever that it's went to a black champion to a black champion, right? Correct me if yeah. that's wrong, because the first was Brock, uh, The Rock, and Booker T. Yes. There hasn't been any other time. I that's for a world great. title, I don't think so. That's that's good. That this makes the moment for me a lot. You know, that's good to see. It's Not good for me. See. All that black on black violence. Like, see all that. Trust see my brothers prosper. Also, leads credence to what Rike said. Bobby always on his damn back. <laughs> <laughs> Or on and his I, face. I figured, I figured that was going to happen whenever he lost like Xavier Woods. Once you once you lose to uh, like that, then you're, you're pretty much to be taking some L's. So that, nothing I against guess that Woods. Means, I guess that means New Day is officially reunited. So that was a long breakup. That was like a year, if that. Since Biggie's no. he since he's WWE champion, he has to be on Raw now. Yeah, he's on Raw. And then the draft is like next month. Okay. Ugh. Uh, anyway, go back to the show. My so Powerhouse Hobbs attacked Punk and from behind, and then he put him through the table, and Hook actually did a move. Yeah, I know. He did a dragon sleeper, too. He actually did a cool move. I was I was happy for Hook. I was 
I know I was <laughs> I was getting kind of disappointed. I didn't see this this uh, little fifteen year old with the fuckboy haircut. He has this standing there. No, he has that hair that Cameron Diaz had and something about Marion when she had the jizz in her hair and thought it was hair gel. That's exactly what it should look like. Yeah, I don't know. They, uh, for the longest, Hook is just standing there. I'm just so glad he actually did something and he did a cool move too. So that's good. It must be embarrassed getting dragon sleeping by Hook. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? Well, uh, to be fair, he got caught from behind, so it's not like he. Sean Spears faced Darby Allen. That was yeah, still going. <laughs> Shit. Um, uh, Spears rubbed the face paint from Darby's face, and the first thing I thought was, "Hey, Randy Orton did that Jeff Hardy a few years ago." <laughs> so, yeah, they're doing that storyline with the the face paint. So, uh. Allen did a suicide dive on Spears on top of steel steps because that was dope. Spears, yeah, I love that. He part. like set up steps earlier, ran his knee into it, all that crazy stuff. So he pinned him after a coffin drop. Darby did. Then an FTR attack. Darby and Sting. Then Tully tried to hit Sting with a chair. It did nothing. FTR hit a spike pile driver on Sting, and then Tully wiped off some of his face because Tully's a hey. heel. he's a heel. Right, right. And they said, I don't know if you heard this or not, Marcel, but I did because I have the expert ears. They said that this time it's your paint, next time it's your blood. Really? Yep. Okay. Um, Brian Danielson had a promo and he said the elite dress like people who are insecure. I'm like, no, the elite dress like people who can't dress. No, hold on, hold on. Time out. I had a problem with that statement though because they both came out in white tees, Omega and Brian did. So I don't want to hear about any trash shit when they were wearing the same exact outfit. Yeah, but the thing about it is that Daniel, that Brian Danielson, Jesus Christ, I got to use to call him again. Brian Danielson is not the AEW World Champion, so him coming out in t-shirt and jeans is completely fine compared to Kenny, who looks like he just came out of a fucking Abercrombie. Anyway, of all the crazy stuff he's been wearing, that was really surprising that he decided to match Daniel Bryan's outfit. He can't just wear like a sports coat and some jeans and look presentable. He should have. I thought he was going to wear a very, very stupid sports coat like he usually does. Also, I guess didn't, also that JR, also that interview JR had with Brian Pillman, he was just wearing just like the freaking, uh, what was it, a moisture wicking Nike sh- long sleeve shirt looking sloppy as hell. I'm like, JR, what are you wearing? <laughs> He's an old man, man. He gets to do what he wants. <sighs> they are too laissez-faire with the way they dress during these interview segments. Also, Tony Schiavone continues to be useless. Why do they keep having him in the ring for these things? Because it's just a- every time it's like Tony Schiavone's gonna have an interview, and then the dude always takes the mic, and then Tony just ends up leaving. And I'm like, why do they keep doing this? This has to be a rib on Tony. Of course, they used to do it back in WCW. So I don't keep the condition. You know, the, 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 you know the one person they did not do that to in WCW was Mean Gene. Mean Gene would snatch that mic back up. Be like, I ain't going nowhere. Because Mean Gene commanded respect. Because he commanded exactly. respect. Exactly. He was the interviewer. He commanded respect. He wasn't going to get sit down by, he wasn't going to get outshined by Hulk Hogan or Big Sexy or any of those guys. Just like Kevin Nash. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> this man. You really called him Big Sexy. All right. Just say Kevin Nash. This is the, that was his nickname. I don't know. You didn't, okay. You didn't call, you didn't say the Hulkster or Big Sexy. You were like Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Big Sexy. Like, okay. I should have said the Hulkster. You're right. Oh, shut up. So he came to the ring, Brian Danielson did. And then Don Fallis and Kenny Omega interrupted. I mean, Don Callis. 
and Callis called out Brian for his comments about why he came to AEW and said he was a mark like the fans. <laughs> and then Daniel said he was there to talk to Omega and Ow. one day it was going to be about the title, but right now it was about who was better. And he wanted a match. And then Callis refused. And yeah, Anderson he told him to shut up. Piece of shit. And he said he came to face the best bout machine. Well, you're about five years too late for that. And the god of pro wrestling. Well, JBL is retired. So, but he's seen a guy who hangs out with Stooges and lets a piece of shit like Don Callis talk for him. And he said he hasn't lost a step. He's lost his balls. And then Omega accepted. So they're going to have this match on free TV. Um, Miro had a promo. He said every man he's redeemed has moved on to a better career and moved on. Uh, but he said he was going to bash Fuego's brain and then his car. So he already does not care about this car that's on the line in this match. God damn it. They should care about the car. He said, fuck your car. <laughs> I don't want your car. Uh, so disappointed. What's the point of having the car on the line? You got to ask Fuego You're that. right. Rike, you're right. Okay. I, you got to ask Fuego I, I, that I, question. He was going to put it on the line. <laughs> You just got the car. Why would you put the car on the line? Well, I hope I, Sammy I Guevara, know. if you lose, I hope Sammy Guevara gives you a ride to wherever you got to go. <laughs> I had a carpool in the work with Sammy Guevara. I have a feeling Sammy's going to turn on the kid, but that's a story for didn't another he, time. Didn't he just turn babyface? Hey, dog, you got to just keep up with the times. You know what, what I mean? Who Whose times? Big Show time? Mark Henry time? <laughs> <laughs> so we got the card for Dynamite Grand Slam. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Dan- Brian Danielson. Punk has an interview. Cody Rose versus Malachi Black. MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. Britt Baker defending her women's title against Ruby Soho. And FTR versus Sting and Darby Allen. And then awesome Ram- show. Sure, if you like that sort of thing, that's the sort of thing you like. Rampage Grand Slam. Uh, Adam Cole and the Bucks versus Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And Jericho and Hager versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Talk about a one match. Yeah. Show. Also, that Rampage is going to be a two, two hour show. Yes. So, so they're treating it like a big deal. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston face 2.0 in the main event. And I took this opportunity to take a shower. Don't blame me. I, I took the opportunity to walk a dog. Moxley pinned Parker after the clothesline half Nelson suplex thing that him and Kingston do. And then Suzuki and Archer came out, and there was a brawl, and the show went off, and... That was it. That was the main event. I was so disappointed. Two weeks in a row, John Moxley was the main event, and two weeks in a row, I do not care. The first main event wasn't that bad, only because it the match was good. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Suzuki has had way better matches in Japan this past year than he had with Moxley in AEW. That I didn't say that was the I didn't say that was the best match of their feud. I'm just saying that was the that was the that was a solid match for a main event. No, it wasn't. Suzuki lost several steps in that match. He was going 30, percent if that. Why would you go full speed on TV? You know, go 30. percent No, he didn't care. That's what that shit was. That man didn't lay in any of those forearms. I'm like Suzuki. I've seen you tag motherfuckers with them forearms. You were just like, did you eh, see the brawl? The, the brawl was Lance Archer and Suzuki and they attacked Eddie Kingston and Moxley. And it was trash. But it's, yeah. Again, it's just like everyone everyone across the board, even NXT, had solid endings to the show besides AEW. I NXT thought AEW didn't have a solid ending. That way. It, it had a happy ending at least. 
You sure. If you like that storyline, you know, you had your happy ending. There you go. Have a nice day. Hopefully, we don't have to see you no more. I thought it was still better than fucking AEW having Moxley and Suzuki this fucking brawl. I don't want to see that. That's like, I'd rather have the challenge between Daniel Bryan or Omega be the main event and then something like a squash brawl between the elite and that, you know, all that shit. But, or maybe the elite just jumped the shit out of Bryan after Kenny Omega accepts. But Moxley being in the main event twice in a row was not a good move. I thought once was good, and then everything else, Daniel Bryan and Omega should be your main events going forward. No, they're not going to do that. Oh, you know. Well, it'll probably be the main event next week. It it better be. But I'm talking about segments, too. Like, it should be, if it's not going to be a match or anything between those two, it should be a segment. Possible, but, you know, their, their book can be weird. Yeah, um, I was going to tell you guys, I mean, they, uh, this has better than been the better AEW shows, and I actually got my dad to watch it, and my dad said the same thing, too. He felt like he's, he was watching an SWF show, the Southern Wrestling Federation or whatever. Uh, he felt like he was watching that, but there's still a lot of, there's a lot of things you got to work on. Now, that was my dad's first episode of AEW Dynamite since the first episode, where he Jesus legitly told Christ. me, no, check this out. He legitly told me he watched Sammy versus Cody and then turned it completely off because Sammy <laughs> turned him off. <laughs> <laughs> this man said, first match in, I'm done. Yeah, no, but he said he did enjoy this episode a lot better. And I told him that I was just like, because they're working out the kinks. They're working out the shit that made him shitty. Because I'm pretty sure CM Punk is being a CM Punk and he's letting him know, no, this fucking sucks. This nah, fucking CM sucks. CM Punk is letting them know that his segments aren't going to fucking suck. That doesn't mean anything for the rest of the show. I'm pretty sure they're going to ask him for his opinion on the show. They're going to tell him, he's going to tell him what, they, what sucks or not. Same with Daniel Bryan, too, though. It's not going to be just CM Punk, but you have the other old heads, too, like the Billy Guns, the Big Shows, the Mark Henrys, the Chris Jericho's. But I don't know if they're being this typical yes man and just saying, oh, Tony, whatever you want to do. I don't know if they're saying that or not. Jericho is there for himself and himself only. That MJF feud solidified Mm -hmm. that shit. I would... Yeah, well, I would say if he at least puts over Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, which, I mean... He's not. He's not, but... I mean, hey... Like I said, he's the Hulk Hogan of AEW. Hulk Hogan never really, really put anyone over in WCW anyway, anyway, besides Goldberg. Yeah, but Hogan was a better draw than Jericho. So mm. not that Jericho don't there is no mm. <laughs> that is undisputed. A little I mean, bit, I yeah. A little like bit. Hogan. The fuck? I don't like Hogan. Hey, I don't like Hogan, but I, I, I gotta agree with that. Jericho yeah, Hogan, not. yeah, Hogan's a bigger draw. I've been saying what the fuck Hogan, Hogan, Hogan was a cultural geez. Hogan still is a cultural icon. I just watched real. that SmackDown where he was about to retire in 02 or whatever the fuck or 03 and then that's it was the start of the Vince McMahon stuff and that ovation he got was just ridiculous yeah that was and when I'm, he was still super mega ultra over uh, yeah so. look Hogan still had pool in fucking 08 you remember when he went to Impact and people said this was really going to be the turning point for Impact and it was just not in a good way no yeah <laughs> it was a bad a positive point. way you fucked up so bad. AJ Styles said, "You know what? I'm gonna go to that one company we've been slandering since we opened." Like, Jesus Christ! So, you were going to educate us tonight, Robert? Oh, wait, 
our event segment. (laughs) We'll end it with this. Yes, yes. I'm going to educate you guys real fast because you guys were talking some boo-boo on on that chat the other day when you guys were saying wrestling died in 95. It was June of 83 that wrestling died. Okay, bitch. (laughs) Like, okay. No, no, no. Okay. I'm just saying, okay? I never met a group of people I loved more be the biggest hypocrites in my life. You guys are just drawing out like, oh, hey, this and that, and like AW isn't like doesn't have no momentum, and they do because it's clearly the better product right now overall. We Robert, no that. one said AW didn't have momentum. We said for the past oh. two weeks that AW's had a lot of momentum. This thing so, is already off the rails. You don't listen, <laughs> but continue. I maybe I didn't listen to the rest of that podcast, but. I'm just going to say it like this. You guys are the old people who are sitting at the Golden Corral who's been eating the same food for way too long. And all of a sudden, right next door, there's a Hooters who has a better crowd, who's more fun, who has better food, and everyone's going over there. And you guys are all butthurt because no one's going over to your favorite restaurant no more. You know what I mean? So no, I don't know like, what you mean because Hooters is trash food. Yeah, yeah, he would be in any restaurant. You've been going to Robert. Nobody. Yeah. It's like Chris Rock yeah. said. Nobody goes to Hooters for wings, which means no one goes to Hooters for food. Exactly. At least not the food you put in your mouth. I was just trying to think of a young hip place. People, what's a young hip place it's, restaurant that Hooters isn't even restaurant. open in most places anymore? How is that a young hip place? <laughs> How? Oh my God! You suck at this. How? Oh give me, give me another example, then. Give me another example. No, this is your example. That's your job, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. There's a young, new hip crowd that has better food, better everything, and you guys are just not accepting it. That's bullshit. Because pro wrestling is back. Okay. No one wants to watch no sports entertainment no more. No, no, no. If it's gonna be produced by if it's gonna be produced by Vince. Here's your problem. Here's your problem. Problem the first. You can't accept the problem with you guys. No, you guys can't accept the fact that you guys are being one minded, single minded WWE fans. Yes. You can't because you watch Stardom in New Japan. We gave you the floor to speak. Now you gotta give us You gotta let us speak. Now exactly. Here's your first problem. Donald Trump trying to talk over people. You can't accept <laughs> dissenting opinions. Exactly. Because if it's we can test valid, some... Because it's not a valid opinion, Marcel. If you want to sit here... Wait, 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 No, 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 no. The definition of an opinion. You guys always fucking talk. Hold on. You guys always talk. Don't even start. You guys have never... to say, unlike you. Yeah. yeah like, going in circles. And, but, oh my God. no. So... It's not a, it's an invalid opinion to you, and that's your right to say that. But what you think is invalid doesn't mean it's invalid to me or to Rike or to Alex. You have an opinion. That's great. And like I told you on the chat, Robert. It's not an opinion no more. It's a fact. It's, no, not, it's not an a, opinion it's no not more. A fact, yes, it is. How is it a fact? Yes, fact until, what, what is your okay. fact? What is your thesis? What is your fact? What is the, the thesis of the fact that, that everything that every time AEW shows their product that they're showing that this is the better show than Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. Has it Either beat SmackDown in the ratings? Tony, it's going to. It's No, 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 no. That's not the question. That's not the question. Is it beating SmackDown in the ratings right now? Not yet. It's So, but, no, it's not. 
Tony Khan has legitly chose every part of pro okay, wrestling so no, that was not. good. Right. See, he can't even answer the question. All right, but continue. It doesn't matter because it's still going to happen, though. No, it's it does matter. It's, yes, it's because dude, you. No, no. Listen, if you they're said already being raw in the fact, demos already. Robert, nobody cares about the demos right now. You're talking about the fact. You said it was a fact matter. that it was better than Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. But the fact of the matter is, it's not beating two of those shows in the ratings. So how is it better it's than two of those? There's no not going yet. right now because it's, it's better if it's going. It's just like it's just an endless cycle, bro. It's no, just but, like with WWE in '97. Yes, it was. They weren't being WCW right away. But it was still the better show. But it's going it to be fact, the better. No, 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 no. But if it was a fact, they'd be beating them in the ratings right now. But they're not. So it's not a fact right now. They're beating halfway in the ratings. The demos do count because it was the That's, same way the with the demos, NXT. not the overall number. I'm telling you, they're going to beat those pretty soon. Tony Khan has gotten the best of pro wrestling throughout the years. That's why I gave you those years. The ECW, the Attitude Era, the best of WCW. He's putting them all in one melting pot, and he's making AEW a successful pro wrestling show. Something that's alternative to WWE that we don't want to see no more. We don't want to see the same old piping. We are, this is awesome chance. The shitty movies that these guys create. No one wants to see that shit no more. Until well, the AEW gets is... better. Until AEW gets better. Until WWE says, oh, they're finally getting better. We can finally start fucking doing the shit that we were supposed to do. That we don't want to do it because we're too fucking lazy. So... So, 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 so wrong. okay. No, I, I don't think I'm wrong because it's going to show just like everything else is going to show. So, it's the reason why WCW beat WWE in the ratings. It was a melting pot. What AEW is a melting pot. It's a form so the, of all the great stuff WCW, that makes pro wrestling great. WCW no, is dead. Oh, yeah, here we go. It's been yeah. dead for 21 years. Here we go. Yep, that's the here same. We go old what? That's here we go. What? That's a fact. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's, it doesn't matter. It's a okay, fact. It does matter. They're Robert, dead. If it didn't matter, you wouldn't have brought it up. And you right, brought it up. It, so oh, clearly, on, it matters on, to hold you. Hold on, hold on. The best of WCW, I said. I didn't see WCW as a whole. That best of WCW, we were beating WWE for the ratings for 83 weeks. That WCW would have not died if they would have done it correctly. And that's you what Tony even, Khan is doing. You don't even know. Tony Khan is. You don't even know what you what? just said five minutes ago because you were talking. You didn't say that WCW does being WWE. You said just the them in general. The best of WCW. The best of WCW. I just said the best of WCW. The best of ECW. The best of the Attitude Era. All into one. That is your opinion, and that's a valid opinion. It's that you not have, an opinion. It's, it's, it a, does, it's a fact, Robert. It's that's not, not an a fact. opinion. Stop yes, confusing facts with opinions, Twitter. No, it's that not. That is not what that is. No, it's that is not, an opinion Marcel. that you have, Robert. Shut up and, and listen okay, for one second. Your, no, so I'm you not going to listen to one, you, Marcel, because so you're on your you high horse and you think you're right, but you're not right. Robert. <laughs> oh my God. It's like talking oh, to a wall, man. except, oh my God. Like, no, it's like talking to a five-year-old, but a five-year-old could express their opinion better. Robert. They tell you, they tell you when you're- You are saying and what we are saying are not facts. They are opinions. Now me telling mm -hmm. you these numbers, are facts because numbers don't lie. No matter how you want to spin it, no matter what you want to say about it, the numbers don't lie. The fact is that right now, AEW is not beating WWE's two flagship shows in the ratings. They beat NXT, that is a fact, but they are not beating Raw, they're not beating SmackDown. As of right now, that is a fact. And in the future, who knows? We don't know. You trying to speculate? They have to the momentum, too. Is it, they have the momentum, speculation. Sure. 
that is a speculation right now. Until it happens, it's all speculation. That's what speculation. If, if I see the same know. product WWE is producing right now, they're not going to do anything to AEW. I fucking promise you. You can't I make a promise like promise. that because you can't keep yes, it. Yes, I can. Yes, Bro, I can. You are so Bro. blinded by. No, you you're so blinded. If you say you're we're, so blinded, if you say we're the old heads that have been the eating the heads. same food that. And we just don't know anything different, which is an obvious lie when it comes to Rike. But either way, if you say oh, yeah, old has a eating the same food, you're that person that goes to the new restaurant and you're forcing yourself to like the food because everyone else does. No, what there about, might be a couple I, things I, on the menu. There might be a couple things on the menu that you genuinely like, but you don't like the thing as a whole. You're just forcing it because you want to be no, part of a conversation. Not. You want to be part of a group. You don't want to have your own opinion on it because you're afraid you're going to get jumped on it. So no, 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 say, no, 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 no. I like it. That it's shit all because, good. Okay, hold on. Like Meltzer right I now. Force, okay, you're just hold on, getting on, on it. I force myself. I force myself to eat this food, right? Uh-huh. Oh my god, I fucking like it. I forced myself to eat it. I like it. Now I'm gonna like it and I'm gonna eat it more. I forced myself to eat it. Yeah, if it was gonna be shit, it was gonna be shit, but I like the food, so I'm gonna eat it more. Am I right? You're so blinded forced- by it that if they do something bad, you're gonna automatically run to their defense. Like, oh, well, you just don't like it because uh, you just like your old stuff and you can't accept this new stuff. That's why you hate it. Not the fact that this thing but was right, bad. But if NXT does the same fucking thing or if a, or Raw or SmackDown does the same thing, then it's, oh, we'll give them the, the benefit of the doubt. It's okay. Nobody blah, does blah, that blah. here. I don't yes, know where do. you're saying that. No, they oh don't. Oh my God. Me. Okay. We all give WWE the benefit of the doubt because it's the it's the longest no. show. What you no, actually do out of no, the four of us, you no. jump out the window first. No, let's we let's, don't. No, stop that. Stop that. I force let's, myself to eat this new food that's AEW, and I like it, and I think it's better than the old food I've been eating. How about stop that? that? The fact that no, let's go back to the thing where you say we give the benefit of the doubt to WWE. No, we do not. We started this show not giving them the benefit of the doubt. I haven't done that in years. I don't know where you've been at. I don't know what you've been doing, <laughs> but so us, that is us not saying, what us we do saying here. That's, us saying that SummerSlam wasn't that good, but Seth Rollins and Edge was okay. That's not giving SummerSlam the benefit of the doubt. No, stupid. That's saying this whole show was not good, but this one match was good. What are you talking about? That is not a benefit of the the doubt. doubt. That's the doubt. No, it's not, Robert. No, it's it's not. Man. Oh my god. Well, listen, all I got to say is I can't wait till AEW beats Raw and SmackDown. Unless for Raw you, and SmackDown Robert, if that's what you want, that's great. I'm happy. I'm legit that's, happy for you. As your friend, I, don't I love think you, you are, Marcel. And I'm happy for you. You can believe whatever you want. I'm not going to lie to you. So, if that's what you truly want, I'm happy for you. Genuinely. That's great. You like what you like. I like what I like. Rike like what he like, and Alex like what he like. That's what makes the show good. We all have different opinions. Like, all right, well, and that's where we're going to end it. We will see y'all next week. <laughs>